Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time, most of the time, but today it's different. And you're looking at the screen right now, if you're watching the video version, and you're saying that's twice the amount of people that we are used to seeing. So I am Jake, remember the voice. You have Colin, who you always see. Colin? I'm voice. Colin. Yes, of course. And then we have two special guests, Captain Stubbs. Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. You are absolutely welcome here at any point, as is Tactical Dreamer. What's up? Thanks for having me as well. Excited to be here. Yes, of course, of course. Um, now, give us, give us the plugs. I'll dish it over to you guys real quick. Let everybody know where they can find you and what you guys typically do on the internet wherever you do it. Oh man, which which you wanna? What do you wanna take, Chris? Because we were we're from the same network. We're from Friendly Fire mm -hmm. Gamespod. Uh, we started as the Spelunkers a lot of years ago. We did game clubs pretty regularly, and then we're like, you know what? It's hard to do game club back to back to back to back to back as your main show. So we sure. kind of reformatted the show. Uh, we still do game clubs, just not as regularly. Uh, but I mean, Chris and I have a, a pet project that you've been on, Jake. Chris, why don't you talk about our show? Yeah, we've been ranking every single Pokemon for almost three years now. Um, our list is like 1,200 Pokemon long, almost. About More that. than that. It's yeah, almost yeah. very impressive. It is, it is almost done. Um, actually, we just recorded our final regular episode. We've got a, a handful of stragglers and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, work to do to fix the list, make it right. Uh, it won't ever be right, though. It's like the biggest IP of all time, right? Like Pokemon is like the most profitable thing that's ever existed. So as long as Pokemon doesn't end, your show doesn't end, I'm assuming. Like you'll have to come back for repeat seasons yeah. as they introduce new that's generations. Right. That's a mm -hmm. it's a good thing to base off of. It's never going to stop. Yeah. Pretty um, good but stuff. Yeah, we're almost done for now, I guess I should say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find yeah. that uh, on our YouTube channel. Just Google Friendly Fire Games Podcast easy as that and i'll put links in the uh, description and colin when you put this up on the podcast feed you will add links as well i'll compile all of that after the fact once we get this up yes. rip raring to go uh any individual plugs you guys uh operate on twitter tiktok anywhere that you want to have people find you get it done at the top uh at captain stubs one on twitter if you want yep uh at dreamer tactical on twitter tactical dreamer was not available there it <laughs> is tough. there it is <laughs> We're in, baby. So here's the premise of this show, and this is why, if you're looking at the runtime, it's so wild and why we have guests and everything is because we wanted to make sure that we were covering all bases because Key 3 is over. The Summer Games Fest, the Summer Games Mess, there's no E3 this year, but goddamn, it didn't stop video game developers and publishers around the globe from announcing a boatload of shit. So my idea was let's gather, let's combine forces, and let's talk about everything that floated our boat over the last week or so we are not going to dig into the playstation stuff because that happened at the end of may weeks prior to this and i feel like the coverage has kind of come and gone believe me it won't be for any lack of content here on this episode that's for sure but i just kind of wanted to throw it go ahead most of the most of the playstation stuff was covered again at one point or another throughout the the events so sure sure um what do you guys think about just real quick, like going around the horn and just like overall, like if we're calling this an E3, let's just do like a, a couple like quick superlatives. And this is I didn't plan this. I didn't tell you guys that we were going to do this. So I want you guys to just kind of rattle it off off the top of your head. Just how are you feeling right now? We're recording this on Monday night. It's Monday, right? Mm hmm. 
Jesus, yeah. I fucking lost it over the weekend, man. Um, so the Capcom show just wrapped up. The Ubisoft show was earlier today. Yesterday was the Xbox stuff. Uh, it's been it's been a wild time. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best E three week of all time. Where do you where do you throw this? I'm feeling like about an eight eight point five. Yeah, I'm feeling like 8.5. This was a really solid show. Some, some lows, some but some really good highs overall. Sure. This was a really great show. We've got a lot of stuff uh, we're interested in to talk about. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe a nine. I would go as high as a nine. Wow. Anything wow. with Spider-Man really just bumps it <laughs> yeah, up for it gets me. You going. I can't help it. Yeah, I get it. The yeah, only thing I'm... that would have made it better is a Sly Cooper. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm around an eight. Um. The only thing really missing is a Nintendo Direct, which they can still surprise us and do because they only announce it a day early, but it seems like they're not going to. Yeah, I had a bet on stream that we would hear about, like, Nintendo would come out and tweet on Sunday or Monday about a Direct for, you know, fucking 9 a.m. on Tuesday or Wednesday, and it doesn't seem to be happening. Who knows? We could be recording this and they could tweet about Wednesday tonight. It's still definitely possible, but I've also heard rumblings of, like, probably within the next 30 days there is one, and it's looking like maybe early July, which I would feel like would still... I would be willing to encompass it if we're willing to call Sony a part of this then I would yeah. be willing to call a July Nintendo Direct part of this as well which would be nice to have the triple header I just yearn for a day where all of the all, everybody comes together and just says within seven days everybody announces everything but god damn it would make this podcast even longer with these the stack that I made for this <laughs> good god it would be a true nightmare yeah. Um, yeah there's superlatives that I want to throw around let me throw it over to you guys too I'll give you mine as well is just tell me like best in show what was the thing that you liked the most whether that was a brand new announcement or a showing of a game that you were already excited for like you know this just delivered on all fronts mine is i i I mean it's a little bit of a layup i guess feel free to give like an a and b maybe like this one but also like special you know notoriety for a second too because mine are kind of close prince of persia really big for me so excited when that came on screen and then honestly sonic out of nowhere sonic superstars was a pretty big deal um any other really big highlights for you guys uh starfield's got to be my a i uh like i knew i was gonna download that and play it i enjoy skyrim fallout's not straight my jam but i'd always pour a Mm. few hours in and have a good time um so like i knew i was gonna enjoy starfield but boy did that direct really win me over in a big way and and actually put me in a in a hyped state for starfield uh and then you know smaller shout out i didn't know this was coming and when when it popped up on screen i kind of immediately shouted station to station that is (laughs) gonna be right up my alley i'm totally gonna enjoy the heck out of that hell yeah man looking over the list it's hard to pick just like a couple of surprises even but i would say like the number one thing that surprised me and just looked like incredibly cool is a game with a terrible name metaphor re fantasio uh, <laughs> yeah terrible but name but does... that game just looks so stylish and cool it just looks like persona but without all the baggage of being a persona game yeah it's final persona fantasy yeah it looks really cool we'll dig into that one for uh, sure yeah and i'd say my b is citizen sleeper 2 which is the biggest yes, announcement sir. on the PC game show i think but citizen sleeper was like my third or fourth favorite game last year so yeah. What a perfect transition over to Colleen over here. My number one surprise was Citizen Sleeper 2. <laughs> uh, that PC gamer ruined. It was like the most unlike uh, unceremonious reveal ever. It was just a 
AI skit that said, yeah, we're talking about Citizen Sleeper 2 in a few minutes. And I literally jumped up out of my seat and said, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. um, I That is my most exciting like surprise. Um, and just in an effort to not talk about Spider-Man every single time, um, Alan Wake 2. I, I'm very excited for this game. It, it The survival horror aspects of it. I'm all in. All in. Nice. Good picks all around. So the loose plan here today is we're going to kind of go in like sequential order by show and by announcement in the show. We'll jump around a little bit. There are some things that pull double duty. We might hit something um, that pops up in the Capcom presentation and talk about it when it first appeared in the Xbox presentation, for example. But for the most part, we've kind of gone through and just compared notes, like bullet pointed notes of like this from this we want to talk about. And then I went through and just grabbed all the headliners. So we're going to let sort of our passion dictate how much time we spend on on these uh, games so we'll we'll follow along and we'll just start things off pretty straightforwardly with we kind of had the big kickoff on Thursday with uh, summer game fest and they opened the fucking show with my my banger of the year Prince of Persia the lost crown did any of you guys see this coming no 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 not at all it's been a wild road for Prince of Persia fans, mostly because the last that we've really like seen Prince of Persia was the Sands of Time remake that's been in development hell with like a mm-hmm. Ubisoft uh, a newer studio for Ubisoft. And I thought that the next time that we saw it would be whoever takes over this reboot or remake or remaster uh, would be the next time that we saw any Prince of Persia stuff. But instead, we were treated to this new rendition. And uh, if you haven't heard of it yet, essentially, this is you're not playing as the prince of persia you're playing as one of the seven immortals that are in charge of protecting him and the prince himself has been captured or taken away or something along those lines and you are questing to go get him back so it's a 2d action side score game metroidvania it's developed by ubisoft montpelier uh team behind i mean they've done a ton of stuff including like assassin's creed origins and valhalla but i if you look at it and you're looking for dna they also did rayman legends and origins and i see some of that silky smooth gameplay and it makes me makes me go fucking bonkers uh any of you guys as hot on this as probably not as hot as it on it as i am but excited what's the interest level yeah, i think it looks excited. yeah really cool it's like new it's it's a departure for ubisoft um i feel like in their modern day open world stuff um sure but yeah it looks cool the art the the key art i think it's the best thing about it right now uh and it should also be noted um Sands of Time remake was already transitioned to a new internal studio. It's at Ubisoft Montreal now. Got it. Got it. Tackle Dreamer, what did you think? I'm really excited about it. I'm more excited about it after the Ubisoft showcase. I feel like they showed off some cool like powers, like the time rewinding stuff looks really fun to do in a Metroid yeah. game. So yeah, I'm excited really for cool it. I'm stuff. glad they're going glad they're going side scroller for uh Prince of Persia, because I feel like uh, Assassin's Creed is Prince of Persia 3D now, you know, yeah. like you don't need to keep doing the For 3D sure. Yep. Yep. Anything else? My on? question is, how do you feel about the a Ubisoft original subtitle on things now? <laughs> I weird. don't care. I don't care. It you just know, seems odd to me. Wes Craven's, you know, whatever murder movie, that kind of thing. I, I don't mind. So go ahead and attach your fucking company to it. Three, four, threes, Halo 5. <laughs> like, it's only a matter of time. It's going to yeah. be on everything. Um, but yeah. uh, I guess just like brass tacks, details on Prince of Persia. We can revisit this briefly when we get to the Ubisoft side of things because I was also very hot on the 
way that Ubisoft handled their presentation this year. But um, $50 video game. It's kind of 50 is the new 40, if you will, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's not like a full price game. And then I think some people were expecting maybe like a 20, 30, $40 price point. But I feel like this is less like Hollow Knight and more like a Metroid Dread. And Metroid Dread's, you know, $60, 12 hour fucking experience, eight hour experience. Depends on how good at Metroidvania's you are. But um, Prince of Persia, really good shit. Uh, yep. From there, they jumped into gratuitous amounts of fucking Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. Like a lot of it. And I'm in. Uh, what are you guys at on Mortal Kombat? Oh no, it's I just like me. Mortal Kombat. I like the stories. <laughs> um, yeah, I- I'm not a big fighting game guy. Mortal Kombat's the one fighting game series I'll kind of play because you push yeah. a button to block. I can't hold back to block. I'm not. I just my brain doesn't work. With it. Sorry. <laughs> I get it. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know that I'll pick it up at launch. Uh, most likely, I will like watch a YouTube compilation of those stories because I think those stories are so over the top and dumb, and I love them. They're so yeah. crazy, and like that's I think the best thing that they've done in like Mortal Kombat reboot, Mortal Kombat Nine, Mortal Kombat 2014, however you want to pitch it, uh, ten and eleven. Those story modes that are like six to ten hours long, where you are just going from character to character and enjoying basically like watching a very long Mortal Kombat movie that's just fucking ridiculous, is really some of the best shit in the world, and it's why I Mortal Kombat for me if i have to like choose mortal kombat is my favorite fighting game although it's not my favorite fighting game to play if that makes sense but you can't keep me away from a tech industry fighter or a mortal kombat so i'm very in the stuff that they showed off specifically during the trailer i think was a pretty hot ticket they had a lot of like obviously fatalities and gruesome disgusting moves and whatnot but the cameo fighters where it's essentially like a tag team match where you can have an assist character come in and they might be brand new characters that aren't available in the roster or an older version Version of that character so like Sonya Blade in her original Mortal Kombat 1 getup or like the classic ninja Sub-Zero can be in there uh, just seems like a pretty cool touch um, we won't yeah. dwell too long on Mortal Kombat 1 we'll move along to does anybody care about Nicolas Cage Dead by Daylight only to poke fun at Nicolas Cage yeah. and his awkwardness on stage yeah <laughs> yeah uh, no Dead by Daylight players? No. No, I okay. played a very small amount. Seems cool, but like, I had not the time in I will share just this one anecdote that came from Kyle Bossman, who formerly of Easy Allies works behind the scenes at the Game Awards with Jeff Keighley. And he was asked if he got to interact with Nicolas Cage at all. And he said, not really, but I was in close proximity. And right before Nicolas Cage went on stage, uh, Kyle mentioned, he goes, I got to watch Nicolas Cage look at the screen and watch the presentation for Capcom's Exoprimal Street Fighter collab. And he seemed infatuated like like anybody would. But just like the idea of Nicolas Cage not knowing shit about video games. And then of all the things that happens right before he goes on stage is the Exoprimal Street Fighter fucking mecha ryu collab just the idea of that man well, watching that is very good you shit. know i saw a guy on twitter saying he used to work at like a GameStop or something and nicholas cage came in one day and said i want everything you have on godzilla i think it was and nicholas <laughs> cage just went and bought like a n64 or something in every single godzilla game and something else and he took pictures of it and he's like nicholas cage told me not to post the picture so i re- i i'm gonna respect his wishes i don't know if it's true or not but I think if there's any celebrity freak that would do that, it would be Nicolas Cage. So. It could be like that Bill, Bill Murray story, like no one's going to believe you when he just ate someone's yeah. appetizer off of their plate. Like, <laughs> no, no, we'll never know yeah. the origins and we'll never know if it's actually true. But God damn, is it a good story to have? Uh, yeah. Pretty good stuff. 
Um, the next thing that came up that might have uh, raised some eyebrows is Remnant 2. I believe we have some fans here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very um, excited for this game. Yeah. What's and the word? Haters I, uh, here, I understand this we have as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should um, we start with but... the uh, the good or the bad? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> yuck anyone's yum. I will. You <laughs> yuck my yum all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's not fun to do when there's guests. <laughs> uh, you know, we're all friends around here. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, we're, what do you I'm like about excited. it? Uh, yeah. I mean, build variety, world exploration, uh, probably returning kind of roguelite nature. Really fun, solid gameplay. Uh, from the first one. I haven't played Kronos um, mainly because that was a VR game that can, then got ported to not being VR and that can make things wonky. And um, But yeah, no, I'm Kronos really excited for it. <laughs> Remnant. <laughs> Remnant one's a really good time. I what the fuck was going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I love Remnant 1 um, and I'm excited to play Remnant 2. It's just, it's a good looter shooter if you're into, you know, the Destinies, the Borderlands, that kind of thing. Like I don't I don't see why you would not like this. Definitely it feels a little bit like stilted compared to those. Like sure. the first one does anyway. Like the animations and stuff are a little stilted, but it's a really good time. And I hopefully Remnant 2 is just a little more polished. Yeah. Yeah. It looks I, it looks cool. Looks stylish played, if anything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I played Remnant One for maybe ten hours. And it felt like somebody started to write an essay and then just got distracted and didn't finish. And the game was a little boring and empty to me. But I'm excited to see if this sequel can expand on that and appeal to me. I do like the art style. The art style is very interesting, like the monster design. Uh, I'm always into some cool monster design. Yeah, it does but, seem like something you would like, dude. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I tried the first one. I gave it a whole good old, what, college try? I guess that's a saying. I don't know. As they say. Um, yeah. And it just didn't do it for me. And I even played with a friend, which normally makes all bad games good games, but... Just didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. Nice. All right. Yeah. Remnant 2. I think it does look cool, and I will be excited to see what you guys think of it when it drops. That's I'll be sure. trying it. I'll be trying it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll hold you to that, Colin. Okay, okay, dude, dude, please. <laughs> Join in. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to fucking ramble, baby. So let me ask if anybody <laughs> else gives a shit. <laughs> Are you starting now, or have you been going for the end? Thing oh. so far. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody on Sonic? I I like Sonic, yeah, and this is the first 2D Sonic since then. So yeah, theoretically, yeah. I'm excited, but we'll see. I think a lot of like the reactions for this, if you watch them online, including mine, is like people going, "Oh my God, is it Mania? Is it Mania Two? Are they changing the art style?" And then kind of slowly coming to terms with the fact that it's not Mania, which is. Maybe a miss, like, just not, if you're going to do another 2D Sonic, why not Mania? But all in all, it looks really good. There are some questions that have risen already as to, like, the development of this game, where uh, there's an emphasis on co-op. You can play as Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, uh, very similar to a lot of the more modern Sonic games, but... There is also four-player co-op, so you can all play, but it's local only, no online. And I don't know if that's like to keep development costs down, or if that's going to change after Backlash, but this is a really interesting-looking Sonic game. It's a 2D side-scroller, 3D graphics. It kind of looks, if you had to pick something, it looks the most like the 2D Sonic Generations game-like levels from Classic Sonic, but uh, there's some interesting stuff going on with the bonus levels, the 3D effects. There are some power-ups in the world, kind of similar to Mario Kart, 
which is fairly new for Sonic, where you can make him like run up waterfalls or turn into like a little squid that can glide around. It's just got some really interesting stuff going on, which um, is, I think, unique and exciting. So especially when I was not expecting any Sonic whatsoever, if anything, maybe some DLC for Frontiers. Uh, really cool to see one of my favorite franchises ever pop up at Summer Game Fest. That was definitely... It's the it's a big reason why I think maybe Summer Game Fest lineup is probably my favorite out of all the shows. But it's because they announced all my weirdo games. Prince of Persia, hey, Sonic yeah. Superstars. <laughs> sometimes things just... Sometimes the stars just align. Um, after Sonic Superstars, we got into Lies of P. Where yes. do you guys stand on this? Very excited. excited. I just finished the demo this morning. It's so good. Long. Okay. So how how big of a tactical dreamer? How big are you, of a uh, Souls fan are you? Because I'm That's a fair. huge Souls fan, and I'm he- hesitantly optimistic about this game. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you tried Thymesia. This I think it was like this time last year. No, uh, I know that's free, or it was free on PlayStation like last month, I think. Yeah. I downloaded it, but I haven't tried it. Yeah, I just, um, I, I want to know more about Lies of P. Yeah, did you did you play the demo of Lies of P? I, I have not yet, no. Okay. Um, you should definitely try the demo, because um, I'm surprised how good it feels, because I've also, I've played, you know, Lords of the Fall, like, Old One, okay. and, like, um, The Surge, Surge 2, and none of them just okay. feel as good as from soft games. And this yeah. is just a step mm. below a from soft game, but it feels really good. Like, it is one of, it is probably the best feeling non-FromSoft Souls-like. Okay, that makes opinion. me feel better, coming from a FromSoft fan. Because all these games always preview, like, in trailers, they always look very good, but until you get your hands on the controller, it's really hard to tell how they hold up. Um, so that makes me feel better about it. Yeah, I have this demo yeah, downloaded. Sure. I need to make time for it. Mm. I'm really shitty at video games, and um, <laughs> the only the only uh, like FromSoft or Souls-like game that I've ever completed is Elden Ring, and I think a large part of that was because I was able to go around and cheese and level up and make it possible for me to finish. Um, I played an hour of Bloodborne, and I've now played more Lies of P than even Bloodborne, but I had a lot of people in my chat while I was streaming the demo, at least the first half of the demo, um, saying that it really does kind of evoke Bloodborne, and I think that one of the cool things about this is that it is obviously multi-platform and coming to PC, which obviously the Bloodborne has turned into a meme of like, give us a fucking PS5 yeah. patch, bring it to PC, let some other people play this mm-hmm. game, which is like beloved. It's nice that they, you know, they can go get that theme somewhere, I guess, but um, overall... Does, does this have multiplayer? I'm not sure. So. Before the last boss of the demo, there's like a little pool, a summoning pool that you can drop an item into to summon a specter, but it's just like an AI specter, so I don't okay. know if there's going to be co-op in the full release or if that's the extent of that. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely recommend the demo to anybody that's even like on the fence because I was I was impressed with how much content was in that demo. I streamed it for a little more than two hours and there was still a lot to do. Granted, I died to the first boss 12 times, you know, like mm-hmm. most people, I'm sure one took it, but um, pretty cool. And, and it seemed again, I, I'm not the right person to ask, but it seemed fluid. It seemed tight. It seemed like it wasn't far off from a FromSoft game, which is I think saying a lot for Lies of P, but yeah. we'll find out more on that soon. Does does uh, the progress in the demo carry over to the full game? I have heard reports both ways, so I honestly don't know. I, okay. It took me three hours to finish 
So, so I kind of hope so, but at the same time, if the game yeah. comes out in what three months, it's like I'm probably gonna uh, start over anyway. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Some sort of expanded build or something that you couldn't have during the initial thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sandland was a game that kind of made me like. I don't know. There's something that happens to a lot of people for probably a bunch of different reasons. But when you see Toriyama art, you sort of like fucking freak out a little bit. You're like, oh, shit, fuck. Is it, you know, it could be Dragon Ball. It could be Dragon Quest. It could be Chrono something like you get you get a little excited. And that was my first part was I was like, is this the direction that they were going with? Like Dragon Quest 12 was my first thought just because of like the Toriyama art style. And I know Dragon Quest 12 is supposed to be a departure, but this is based off of like an old manga or anime that Toriyama did and it is a very interesting looking video game does anyone else care uh I'm interested but I I don't know that I'm like bought in yet I because I, I like a lot of those I like I'm a big Dragon Quest guy after uh let won me over yeah um, me too so like I'm definitely interested but I don't know that I'm one yeah. over yet it looks yeah i adore dragon quest i thought this was dragon quest builders 3 or something when they first oh started yeah it. yeah i could see that um, yeah i was a little disappointed it wasn't that but i'm still excited yeah it's um it's still tough to call like exactly what this game is going to be like it looks like a open world mad max rpg i guess um but you know tough to tell exactly what gameplay looks like um mostly all that you see is like traversal in a very large sandy open world um which you know could leave something to be desired but i guess action combat now that i'm looking at the trailer again in the video version uh interesting for sure it's got a little bit of like the borderlands feel to it like borderlands one but Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm cautiously optimistic and just given that art style and given what i'm seeing so far it looks batshit insane and is like heavily now on my radar so sandland is a one i'm definitely looking out for plenty of time in between now and 2024 when it's uh actually gonna happen Um, I'll let you guys take it away on Alan Wake 2. Good job, anyway, so Alan Wake 2 is... <laughs> I, I, uh, All three of you guys are really... <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't want to hop in if they had something to say, um, but... Man, I... Are you guys like control fans? Uh, what what kind of crowd am I working with here? Control, yes, but I didn't play the first Alan Wake, and I don't know the the slightly more horror aesthetic that Alan Wake goes for is really yeah. my jam. Okay. Um. So I'd probably watch a lot of playthroughs of this and read about the story okay. and you know do story analysis stuff, but I I don't know that I'd play it. Yeah. I- I just liked Control okay, honestly, and I I played Alan Wake because I I love survival horror, but like mm-hmm. I don't know that game. I played it in 2020, I think it was, and that game. Is yeah, old. the remaster like the when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the remaster, and I never actually finished it. I need, I need to go back and finish it. Um, but this game, from the previews, it's it's slower Resident Evil Four meets like a detective, uh, I guess a detective thriller. Uh, where you're playing as two different uh, protagonists, Alan Wake, and then I cannot remember the new girl's name but she's in the gameplay footage that's being shown on screen right now if you're watching the video version uh saga her name is saga saga yeah that's right yeah cool name. i knew it was something interesting yeah it was something like that I, um she's also so she's starring like an in FBI hellblade agent. too no i'm just kidding <laughs> a bad joke. that was a pretty good one i'll give that one to you <laughs> my full name right. is sinua saga um anyways so in this in this short little gameplay clip uh we get to see some of like the 
fear people, I guess. And you get to see some of the uh, like combat, which there seems to be like a uh, dodge button and a whole breaking their guard with your flashlight like you did in the first game. Uh, they say this is like full-on survival horror, which I'm a sucker for. I love Resident Evil. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to see Remedy's next project after Control because Control was amazing. It, it was more action-y than anything, but um, this is just like, from what I hear, it's survival horror, like fast, like like junk food, not fast food. It, it, it's it's just good. It's I don't know. I it, it's so beautiful. You guys can see the uh, yeah. mm-hmm. the video and just the environment. It's so beautiful. I I can't talk on it. I don't know why I'm at a loss for words yeah. right now. But the game, yeah, the gameplay looks stunning. Like yes, uh, if that's yes. what the final product looks like. Like it is going to look incredible. Like it's on par with Resident Evil 4 remake. Maybe yeah, on that. Yeah, and uh, one thing one thing that really interested me was some they've had some hands on at Summer Game Fest, and they were talking about at any time you can open up a menu where you can start to build out your case and sort of do detective work, which I don't know if you guys are into detective games. I am, uh, like. Uh, uh, Disco Elysium type stuff. I'm not sure how deep the detective systems will go in this game, uh, but I'm excited to see where 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 it goes. Nice. Also, I just think, Remedy yeah. Remedy makes weirdo stories, and I'm into weirdo stories. So, <laughs> yeah, as long as the gameplay leans more towards a Resident Evil, where you are managing, you know, mm-hmm. well, it's like the thing that I love about Resident Evil is you constantly feel like you're about to run out, but the game is so good at just dropping around, around playing like crap. They'll yeah. give you it back. Um, whereas like uh, Alan Wake one at least didn't really feel like that because you were really just managing your flashlight for the most part, and I think you yeah, had like the batteries. Yeah, for sure makes sense. Um, I think Alan Wake two is poised to be a very big deal. Uh, something about the way that that game looks and the resurgence of the survival horror genre over the past five years and how much people seem to enjoy like i don't know if it's streaming culture or what but it just seems like it's bigger than ever right now and it seems like it's also being released kind of in a lull of a time like i'm not sure when that silent hill 2 i can't believe we didn't see silent hill 2 remake during summer game fest at some point yeah that's really Um, odd or like the sony show i mean that's like they have a a third-party publishing deal with exclusivity for that too Um, but if that game is not making it out this year i mean this game comes out on october 17th i could just Mm -hmm. see I could see it flying off shelves at fucking like department stores, you know, with casual people that are just catching wind of this game. You know, they're not, these are people that aren't afraid to go out and buy Resident Evil 4 as their first game. They're not going to be afraid to buy a game called Alan Wake 2 as their first game in the series if it looks as good as it does. You know, if they get marketing right on this, which I think they will, they've got the budget these days at Remedy after, you know, the success of Control. I think that this is going to like become a household name is like my big theory for Alan Wake 2, which is good. Uh, I want Microsoft to feel bad about what they've done. Yeah. <laughs> which it comes out in this. the same month as Alone in the Dark, the new Alone in the Dark remake. Oh yeah, I forgot so, that it's being rebooted. Yeah. Yeah, it's got um yeah. what's his name in it? Uh from Stranger Things. Hopper. Yeah. You know, yeah, pop. for sure. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Big, big man. David Harbour. David Harbour. David Harbour. Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> Warhammer Space Marine 2 had a pretty good showing. Tackle Dreamer, you're hot on this one too, right? Yeah, I played the first one last year, and even though it is oh. a 360S era game, like it's still it's pretty fun and very like Holds over up. the top and dumb. 
um yeah it holds up okay as long as you're down for 360 era ass game yeah um, <laughs> and this one has three-player co-op which i didn't know uh, i don't know if that's yeah. already announced or if that was an announcement here but like I'm way i think more that was a big reveal yeah i think that's new i think that was a new yeah info, yep. info on it i think pretty cool i mean the original plays kind of like a gears of war game right but it has like a little bit more melee combat i want to say yeah leans yeah. a little heavier on the melee yeah, and I just remember, like, at the time, you know, Warhammer, I think a couple of years ago, had this, like, big movement where they were like, we're shifting away from our, like, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks thing, where I would still say that Warhammer really? puts out an overwhelming amount of content, like, in a given <laughs> yeah. year, but if so you look many. at, like, their output over the past two years versus the two years prior to that, you can tell that there was a change in, like, I think quality, where overall the Warhammer games that come out tend to be better than they used to be, and um, I remember this one sticking out as being, like, the shining beacon of outside of, like, the top-down, like, Warhammer strategy games, it was all about Warhammer 40k Space Marine when it when it dropped on 360 back in the day and being, like, a surprise hit. So, cool this one is coming out, and I think that it's one of those games that I don't know if it ends up, you know, becoming a crossover hit, but I bet this game reviews well and turns heads when it comes out. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that people aren't exactly excited for but when it actually comes out and starts getting eights around the board people are like oh shit i gotta check this out especially three-player co-op will be a selling point so yeah pretty good it it looks uh like it's got some left for dead inspirations and just the hordes of enemies running at you i'm not sure how the original was um but i'm into that i'm always into those left for dead type games speaking of those quickly uh john carpenter's uh something Toxic Commando. Toxic Commando. Toxic Commando. Yeah. I could yeah. not remember that name. We didn't put but, a slide uh, in there, but if you guys want to talk about it, let's go for it. Uh, I just, I it just, looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I just, I want more from John Carpenter when he's always talking about like <laughs> Dead Space and whatnot. I feel like he could do much more hardcore horror stuff in the mainstream. I coined yeah. uh, the term Toxic Commando as meaning somebody who can't control their bowels and doesn't wear underwear. You're going Toxic Commando. <laughs> is this some interesting life decisions it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's the IBS dude it's the IBS um, let's move on to just a little just a little blip just a little fart in the summer game fest show um, so don't, not don't to be you left dare out. call this don't call this game a little fart I swear to god uh, it was a weird showing they had nothing really new to show except for a couple pieces of concept art which looked nice admittedly like our first full look at Venom and then the actual key art which makes my life as somebody who makes fucking thumbnails all the time uh, a lot easier because I've been making fake weird Marvel Spider-Man 2 thumbnails for the last fucking year two years Um, three years yeah yeah, with like two you pictures. It was a little fart, man. I, I'm it was. It was a little fart. It was a little fart on the radar. It was very small. Um, like they did. All they did was come out and say, "Look at our cool game. Here's two pieces of art, and here's when it's coming out," which is the big deal. Uh, Venom looks yeah. really cool. He's got his dogs out. Um, yes. And uh, the statue, the collector's edition statue, looks beautiful, and I cannot wait to have it sitting right beside my other collector's edition statue back there. October twentieth, three days after Alan Wake. Maybe if it's short, you can do both. If Alan Wake's short? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hmm. Yeah, October's packed. Also, good month. Lords of the Fallen, Assassin's Creed, pretty much. Oh, October's the new November. I feel like when we were all younger, it was like November was just the dumping ground for games. And they have like officially said, basically, like, no, no, it's now October, November is when all the holiday season games come out. We're not scared. We're not scared. October's the new February. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But 2023 is a landmark year. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Let's Already. move on because now we've spent too much time on. We gave more time to Spider Man 2 on our show <laughs> than Jeff Keighley did on his show. And that's not fair. <laughs> I, I hate you. Pal World. Pal. Let's spend more time on Pal World. Oh, oh baby. This looks so fucking cool. What the hell? Pokemon we have with guns. Yeah. <laughs> so we had already seen Pal World before, but goddamn, dude, does this game aim to impress? Like, there's something for everyone here. Who's playing Pal World on day one? Uh, probably. Yeah. I... Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Probably. It's. I just don't know like what there is to really like say about it. We don't really actually have to spend a bunch of time on it, but it just like, what's the other, do you guys know the name of the other game that this team is working on? The guys, well, not the exact team, but black desert online creators are putting out this game. It looks like it's like a K-pop open world Island game. um with a really funky name. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know. It, ha- it popped up at like Summer Game Fest. They did like a K-pop performance. If for you it. hadn't have said this, I would have recognized. Uh, I would have known. Doke V. Doke V. Doke V. Yeah, Doke V. Um, yep. It looks similar. Where like both of those games, they kind of just look like impossibly good. Where you're like, what's the catch? You know. Like, um, give the give the freaking elevator pitch for this game, dude. It's I already did. Po- it's Pokemon with guns. No, you didn't. I don't think you said that. If you did, I'd oh, I don't know. Say, but yeah, it's yeah. Pokemon with guns. <laughs> yeah, I don't it just know, looks man. cool. It just looks cool. I would not it just looks this. weird. And the designs, like, there have been a lot of creature collectors lately that, you know, are emulating Pokemon, but the designs look really close to Pokemon. Like, some of them actually look yeah. like parodies of Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. You, you, could, I- you could do a little mini show with me, like, saying, like, pick the Pokemon between pal world and actual Ooh, pokemon and that's I a good not, bit yeah that's I a good show not be able to do it <laughs> um you know what's a, just like what's really interesting about it when you're comparing it to pokemon is that and i love it i love po- one of my favorite franchises ever huge hugely hugely influential on me as a human and gamer but um not the most like beautiful of games especially as it's made its transition to 3d so when it comes to creature collectors Pokemon's usually the cream of the crop. Like, can you guys think of one that, like, 3D wise looks better than Pokemon Scarlet uh, and Violet or Arceus? Tim uh, Tim. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah, if you I just want to so. go for looks better, Tim Tim looks better. But I think Pal World, as far as, like, graphical fidelity goes, it's, like, the nicest looking creature collector we've ever seen, is basically what it kind of has going for it, which is why it's kind of interesting to draw comparisons. And so clearly, is- with the guns, you know, a, a hopefully more adult perspective than. Yeah, a lot of creature collectors tend yeah. to go for. That's what I was going to sure. ask. Is like this is a this is not an American dev studio, correct? Like I feel mm-hmm. like this should come out of America. If anything is, yeah, for fuck, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> teach teach your kids to have guns yeah. early. Am I right? Like I, typically, America more violent, rest of the world sexier is usually the uh, way the development goes. <laughs> like if you look at Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter, Street Fighter is sexy, Mortal Kombat violent. Versus America, man. I don't make sure. the rules. I mean, Just telling yeah. it like it is. That's not who we are. Speaking of sexy, Lord God. of the Rings Return to Moria. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about dwarves. I am I'm kind of into this. I like that this game is like not trying to be more than it is. Like you don't look at this and you're like, well, here's a seventy dollar triple A game. It's not that. Like this is a. Do we have a price? What's the, what's the popular dwarf game? No, we don't. Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. Like, Deep Rock this is Galactic. That, it's, it's that crowd, right? Like, it's yeah, like a... It, 
as a DRG yeah. fan, yeah, I looked at this and was like, oh, I'm totally down for high fantasy deep rock as opposed to sci-fi deep rock. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. And it just looks like one of those games where like, I don't know, it, you already know the squad you're going to play with this. Like you, you've got your friends picked out for Lord mm -hmm. of the Rings Return to Moria already. Like you're ready to go uh, because it's just it's a you're digging for stuff. You're building stuff. You're doing goofy things in co-op. You're probably having a blast. You're probably 75 percent paying attention to the game and 25 percent having a conversation or watching something else on the other screen. Like it just looks like a cool way to wrap around this type of video game. I told you to keep the camera out of my room, Jake. All right. You don't need to be spilling the secrets <laughs> that deeply about my gaming sessions. <laughs> it, uh, it looks like it's a um, Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. At least it launched. So, at least yeah. it launched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Give it six months. Yeah. You got to get that bag. I'll, yeah. Know. You know what? Respect the hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, at some point, for sure, if I don't pick it up at launch, if if my crew decides to wait for the Steam release, I'll be picking that up and we'll be building some stuff in. Yeah, would make a great Game Pass game. We'll get to Game Pass. Ooh. Yeah, we'll get to, that would we'll be get a to Game, game Pass. Game. Uh, let's talk about Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, a game that was definitely on my list and you guys didn't have me add. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, I it has combat that I would say is um, similar to almost God of War-like is what it looked like in the trailer. Um, it is evidently, it is a love story between you and like your ghost wife. I'm going to read like the, the pitch for it real quick just so I, you guys get a, get a good idea of it. New Eden, 1695. Um, Antea Darte, I butchered that name. And Red McWraith are lovers and banishers, ghost hunters who vow to protect the living from the threat of lingering ghosts and specters. Um, following in a disastrous last mission, Antea is fatally wounded, becoming one of the spirits she loathes. Um, so it's a uh, an action game with a story based uh, between the dude that you're playing and her his dead lover. Um, there's a really nice collector's edition where they're holding hands, and it's 1000% up my alley because I like corny little love stories that are drenched in blood and guts and gore and uh weird ghost things. Uh but yeah, if you watch the if you watch the gameplay trailer, it does remind me of God of War. It's like a double A studio attempting to do a triple A combat system with the God of War yeah. stuff. Um and I just like these dark grimy games. It really gives me uh a Plague Tale vibes just the graphical fidelity yeah but it's don't nod by the way which made uh the earlier life is strange games which i adore so yeah don't nod is like maybe my hesitation with the game because they do have a spotty track record absolutely um, I yeah think life is strange is great but most of their other stuff is like you know they're double a studio trying to do triple a games like you said and it yep. doesn't always yep. pan out so yes mm -hmm. yeah they did a vampire which i liked uh they, they do really good like choice based stuff um in a good scope, I feel like. So I'm excited. I also yeah. recently put out uh, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, which came out with a resounding thud from what I could tell. So we'll see. Classic. Anything else on Banishers? Um, one last thing. Jassant, 
I don't think that was on our list to talk about today, but that's also it don't nod. It, it, it is, oh, okay, it is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. That's at the Microsoft show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm hot on. Whatever. Sorry, Fuck I, got, it. I got lost. We'll I got there. lost. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for fucking JT's hype hype session for Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. I've talked about this game a bunch. Uh, are you guys Final Fantasy VII fans? Colin, you're, I know you're kind of, yeah. but tech. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you always say that. I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Kind of. Yeah, but you love Remake. You don't love Seven. You probably do. You just don't know it. I came to Seven really late, uh, but still love yeah. it. Like, I played it in like 2014. Still a good game. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Advent Children? I've seen Advent Children. I saw that Were long you? before I played Final Fantasy Seven, which was very <laughs> yeah, confusing. Me too. But... Me too. <laughs> Subs, anything for you? No, haven't played Seven or Remake yet. Got it, got it. It's okay. Um, so Ever Crisis has this long... This game was supposed to be out like a year and a half ago. It's a mobile RPG. They always use this like phrase, another remake. And it's basically a more faithful adaption of the Final Fantasy VII story. Sort of remade the way that you might envision like a remaster of Final Fantasy VII to be done. That follows the story of not only Final Fantasy VII, but also before Crisis, uh, after fucking Crisis... Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, Advent Children, Seven Remake itself, it does all of these stories, and it's going to be episodic and a gotcha game. So, like, here's the thing. Like, we're going to have to take all of this with a grain of salt. It's not going to be a perfect fucking video game by any means. It's going to be one of those things where, like, I played more hours than I'd like to admit of First Soldier like the fucking mobile battle royale set in the final fantasy 7 universe and i had a great time playing it um but it is yeah. definitely going to be a game that is like free to start they're gonna nickel and dime you on like oh do you want the dirge of cerberus pack i'll be like yes yes dad i would like that and i'll be like do you want to fucking roll yeah. for three boxes to see if you get the vincent valentine uniform i'll be like Yes, I do want that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, do you want Tifa in her default clothes, or do you want to try for sexy dress? But also, you're gonna open it and just get like four different types of knuckle weapons that you can combine to make you're one get, like, slightly better knuckle belt. weapon than what you have. Yeah, it's gonna be one yeah. of those for sure. Yeah. Um, It'll be messy, but I'm looking forward to it. And you I'm guys gonna touch sure this? This game was announced when First Soldier was, and First Soldier yeah. has come out been canceled and disappeared before this game comes out i know so have my in-app purchases (laughs) 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 all right first soldier go ahead i'm sorry i was just gonna say i was more excited for this before this showcase like i get it i did i knew it was a mobile game but i did not know it was gonna be this mobile like I, yeah. I don't know if I'll play it at this point. Yeah. It's going to be a tough sell. I feel like what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to carve out my little corner of the internet. And like, if I can just like get everything done correctly with my capture card and like an iPad and a Bluetooth controller and a HDMI out, like to actually stream this to people so that for me, it's a very weird experience where I'm playing off of an iPad with a weird, like third party controller. But for them, it's like you're watching somebody stream the final fantasy seven game. That's not that that easily absorbable it could be like good content but in the long run i think it's a really fucking tough sell and it probably won't have legs to finish the entire story that it's setting out to tell like it's a very lofty ambitions to go out and tell the story of like six different full fucking games in a, a bite-sized package with microtransactions i just don't know if it'll ever be able to do it but what i was just going to say briefly is that uh, fucking, they went for like a hyper realistic, like I guess Final Fantasy VII remake style graphics for that first Soldier game, 
And then at one point during like season three, like six months before the game fucking shut down, they had uh, like classic packs where you could get like polygonal cloud and polygonal fucking yeah. Zach and Aerith stuff. I definitely, I definitely fed them thirty bucks, and I ended up well, getting like. That's along the lines of the only que- one of the questions I have for this game is, I watched the gameplay and there's like, chibi characters and then like final fantasy 7 remake characters and then yeah, like almost like, like three, ps3 character there's looking three models. different there's three different art styles basically where like when you're on the field map it is like chibi it kind of just looks like an enhanced version of like what final fantasy 7 was going for um mm-hmm. which is like your base art style and then it's the same thing when you're traversing the overworld you will run into random battles at that point it will pop you into a turn-based battle system again more similar to the original final fantasy 7 but using remakes graphical style so everything is more like hyper realistic which is not unlike what they did in final fantasy 7 as well and then the last part is like the little talking heads so like when someone's dialogue is up it's like a 2d art style as well for their like char- character portrait is what i want to say they're not talking heads um too much time gotcha. spent on ever crisis sorry <laughs> <laughs> um let's move on where are you guys at on like a dragon I love Like a Dragon. I love Yakuza. Played all of them. So I'm excited yeah. about this. Yeah. Like a Dragon's the only one I've played. I haven't beaten it, but I've sunk a good 40 hours into it and love it. I, sh- I should try to find the another 40 to 60 hours to beat it, but yeah, I, I don't know where I'll find it. Uh, that's... <laughs> Is it the best named game of all of Summer Game Fest? I think it's so cool. The man who erased his name, like the artwork is nice. Like, I like it. I don't know why it's doing it for me. It's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the one that's like, I mean, similar to Ishin, throwing back to the old style of like brawler. Like, this is not an RPG. Yeah, yeah. And this is, so this is a, a guidance. So it takes place in between or during Like a Dragon 7, with Yakuza 7, if you will. Um, so Ichiban's story is happening. And then this is what's happening with Kiryu, the protagonist of the first seven games, if you include zero all the way through six. And then. Eight, which we saw first trailer for, and we'll cycle back to it a little bit, is going to bring those two stories together, I believe. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, Tactical Dreamer, do you prefer the Brawler-style gameplay, or do you like the switch that they made to... I like that they switched to RPG. I love a good turn-based RPG. I'm totally yeah. down for it. Uh, I did still enjoy Ishin when it came out earlier this year, though. Just, like, the absurdity of these games with really heartfelt emotional stories at the same time. Like, yeah. it's just so good. Yeah, these are games that I like. You ever just know that a game is for you, but you just haven't gotten to it yet? That's me with the yeah. Like a Dragon series, is basically where I'm at. Mm. Yeah, at Fair. some point, I'm going to spend 500 hours, literally, and play all of <laughs> you these. Know, but I'm just not sure. If you what. hadn't wasted all that time on uh, Xenoblade, you would have played them by now. Well, I gotta drop Colin from this call and make a new name up for just three people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, talk to me about Under the Waves. Um, Under the Waves, it is made by Parallel Studios and it is published by Quantic Dream. Like they have a little sub publishing name. It's called Q Spotlight. That's it. Um, hmm. So it's a little indie dev game uh, that. I, it makes me think of Firewatch underwater with a little bit of Subnautica in there because you're underwater, of course. Um, mm. But it is a, from their, their website, it's a single-player narrative-driven adventure game. So extremely descriptive right there. That's not only like 80% of the games out on the market right now. Um, 
But I don't know if those if anyone out there has played White Knight or Dark Days. Uh, those are some of the studio's of previous titles. They're 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 very like um they're like stuff that would pop up at like Ludo Narrative Con or whatever. Or so it's it's very like uh psychological uh type weird stuff that you wouldn't really be into, Jake. But um Definitely. yeah under the waves it, it feels like a vibe out game honestly um one that will make you sit down and be a little bit depressed but appreciate that you played it cool yeah let's take a look at um a pretty interesting one for me list fanga did, did this did this pop up on anybody else's list yeah it's it was one on of my list ones. it's weird yeah well, what did you think? It's unique. Yeah, the art style kind of reminds me of uh, Banner Saga is initially why sure. it stood out to me, because I love Banner yeah. Saga. Yep. Um, um, I don't know. What, what do you like about it? So I, I kind of was given some Hades vibes, which happens a couple times throughout this weekend. Like, you can tell that yeah. that game made a big splash and people have tried to do it. Um, and gameplay-wise, it seems to be similar, too, but the hook is it's basically you go through and you're running... I'm not sure if it's roguelike or if it's, like, individual level design or if it's, like... I don't know exactly the hook, but essentially you run through, you're doing melee or um, action combat of some sort, and then you rewind time a shadow of yourself runs out and does exactly what you did, and you make another run as yourself again and coincide your attacks with that shadow of you, and I think you do that up to three times, and you're kind of at the same time solving puzzles as doing combat. Just looks really unique. Okay, I'm looking now at the shadows, and there's like at least six or seven Yeah, there's like eight of them. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, looks cool. It, just looks unique. It gives me like last clockwinder vibes, but combat yeah. based. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a competitive shooter that had like a similar concept too. That I yeah, don't think I yeah. Ground really, but yeah, right. I remember seeing that game before it came out, and I could not. If you put a gun to my head and told me to say the I name, I could wouldn't never be able tell to you the name. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. The uh, definitely Hades, but the also the idea of like setting up moves and then doing it again uh, yeah. feels very transistor. Um, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is probably my favorite game from that studio, so that's appealing to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good shit. Uh, Hades too. Surprisingly, not shown anywhere. I was. Yeah, I, was kinda... I had that. I thought for sure that like that game would have some sort of like early access trailer, especially because like I don't know how much needs to be done. It looked very playable last time they showed Hades at the announcement trailer, and yeah. with a company that's very very interested in letting that game go into early access, I thought for sure that we would see it potentially get like an early access date at Keeley's event, the follow up yeah. event essentially to the Game Awards where it was announced. But yeah, yeah, make it, and then. What I would probably call the biggest get that Keeley's ever had at any of his events, nah, maybe Elden Ring at the Game Awards two Elden years Ring, ago, was, bigger. was probably be bigger. But I think impressive relationship. Like I don't know, he hasn't had a previous relationship with like Square Enix this way or Nomura. I don't think Keeley fucking snagged Rebirths re-reveal to the public, man. And it fucking slapped. I think I did myself a disservice on not calling this game of the show because if I am really putting it down. Prince of Persia was the biggest surprise, but seeing this here really gets me going. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth outside of Kingdom Hearts 4 is probably my most anticipated video game to come out. I am red hot on 
7 remake and 7 everything and the fucking trailer that they put out for this game looked unbelievable um let me yeah. throw it to tactical dreamer because i know you're in on it where, where do you stand on the rebirth footage that was shown i'm incredibly excited like they all but confirmed with like the radio map thing at the top that it's open world which everyone's yeah. saying yeah like, there's no way they do that because that so would be cool. a lot but it seems like mm -hmm. they did it which is very exciting um and it is the best way that they can be true to that you know original game even though they're not really being true to that original game we already know from remake but um, yeah, yeah yeah i'm incredibly excited i that the only thing i really want compared to remake from rebirth is like just more characters like let me play as red 13 not just an assist character give me the other yep. party members and they're giving that that actually pops up it's for a really small section but there is yeah. playable red 13 in this trailer which it's, is fucking awesome which gets me so ridiculously excited i guess the other thing that i'm really hoping for in this game and it seems to be there is like so yuffie blows everybody else out of the party like out of the water when it comes to yeah. like controlling a character like if you've played final fantasy 7 remake integrate on ps5 or on pc um playing as cloud tifa Aerith, or barrett is very very good but after playing yuffie and then going back to those characters they feel like they are missing like a big part of what makes Yuffie's combat engaging like she's so versatile which comes from her being the only playable character but if they're bringing her into the game they need to work on the kits for every other character to make it good and they are doing some of the expansion stuff that's displayed here that they were kind of like I guess demoing in Integrate where you have like the team up attacks with Sonon um, and Sonon I've always theorized has basically been like a stand-in for who will eventually be Sid like you work on Sonon's kit who fights with a bow staff and then all of those moves that you gave to Sonon can eventually be used for Sid when he makes it into the game timing wise I assume we get no spoilers, bro. Red 13 and then probably Katshi in this game my, my big theory is basically that we're going to end up getting almost the entire party given to us in Final Fantasy 7 outside of Vincent and Sid and then even though continuity wise it wouldn't work but I think like you'll pass that time and then travel back to it probably get a Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth standalone DLC with Vincent which will get you all of Vincent's backstory and let you kind of intertwine with the events of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then when you load into whatever the final game in the trilogy is, that's when you pick up Sid, your last playable character, and you have your entire party at your disposal. But, um, goddamn, what a fucking showing of this game. It really, I think the, the coolest part about it is that outside of a couple blips in Final Fantasy VII Remake, pretty bland-looking video game, like it, a lot of it is like bluish greenish metallic vibes you know you're just in midgar pretty much the whole time you know you have air house and you have like the museum inside the shinra hq and like little splashes of color but the actual overworld of gaia looks so so good really really cool stuff anything else that you guys noticed yeah um, um oh go ahead go ahead uh i was just gonna ask how do you think they like, metroid you in this game because like i feel like they have to reset you to using you know fire and cure and oh all that, that sucks yeah yeah that's a good question um i don't know it'll be a I think you know what it's gonna be i got it i got the fucking answer i got the answer i got the answer <laughs> yuffie's gonna join the party yuffie steals materia that's she's right. gonna steal she's gonna steal everybody's fucking materia it's canon it's canon activity that's what she does she's a thief and she's a materia hunter she's gonna steal everybody's materia and then get into some hijinks slapstickery that leads to her losing everybody's materia so that they all have to start fresh boom do you want to make a bet? Make sense. Do you want to make a bet i'd take that? that bet yeah i'd put a lot on that yeah i'll take that you bet. Have to, 
All right, if you, if you, if I I'm right, something then... else. You... That's, that's my bad. <laughs> so I have to be exactly right. Anything else. You have yeah. to get anything else. Yeah. All right, yeah. and if I win, and if I win, you have to play all of Final Fantasy VII and original, and if you win, nothing, because you have all the other options. I'll if drink water win, only for a week. If I win, you have to play <laughs> Citizen Sleeper 2 all the way through. No, not all the way through. I'll play uh, Citizen Sleeper 2, just like I no played bet. Citizen Sleeper no 1. No bet. All right, fine. No. Um, two things. Yeah. Um, I noticed whenever I was watching the stream that there is a marker in one of the gameplay segments that is 11,000 meters away from you. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. 11,000. Like. So it's going to be a large world. Uh, and with that, I would not be surprised if this game comes out locked at 30 frames similar to starfield just from the scope of it um that would not no, surprise me didn't integrate already it did good integrate yeah but it, it's not a it's not an open world with eleven thousand meters worth of if stuff, that's the case you know? i bet that the open world if so will maybe struggle a little bit and not be yeah. locked at 60 or anything but i bet when you get into a more enclosed area when you enter like you know juan or whatever the harbor I area mean, I hope I'm wrong just because yeah. I I need 60 at this point to yeah. play a game and enjoy it an action um, game especially especially yeah I don't I don't care knock the resolution down to 1080p I don't care but I, yeah. I just want that 60 frames I think they figure but that out I think they figure that out I hope so and I I you know I would say a PS5 SSD blah 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 will hopefully help but we'll see Yeah for sure PS5 exclusive again um yeah really cool really cool early 2024 can't yeah. wait Right, and that was the end of Summer Game Fest. We are officially one sixth of the way through this. I'm just kidding. It's this is a this was a dense part of it for sure. All right, so after Summer Game Fest, we jumped into some of the some of the crazier stuff in between uh, SGF and the Xbox conference, starting with the Wholesome Direct, which was honestly had more going on than I thought it would have. Um, there was some cool stuff to talk about there. Uh, but oh wait, I'm skipping something. I'm skipping something. We had the Devolver and the shit. What Day came else? Help me out. Day of the okay. Yeah. So the next thing that I have on my list was to talk about Viewfinder. Have you guys played the demo? No, I didn't no. play the demo. All right, well, you guys, you guys table set. What's this all about? You like take pictures of things but then you can transpose the images you took pictures of into the world to traverse and solve puzzles is my understanding very trippy that, that is indeed it it is a fucking wild time like it really takes you a little while to adjust like it, it reminded me of like the first time playing portal where like mm. you need to like train your brain and more recently zelda like getting accustomed to like the way that some of those things work like how to understand what you can use rewind for and ultra hand for like viewfinder when you're changing perspectives and putting things into that world and then hopping through one of the pictures that you take is wild um really fucking cool video game it is definitely a like show don't tell type of game i feel bad trying to make you guys explain it um it is a game that is very worth playing though and i cannot stress enough that it's got like a 
it's tough to tell like i say it's a 30 minute demo but i'm sure once you know the solutions you could pr- play through that demo in fucking five minutes but yeah. <laughs> it took me 35 minutes to play it's out right now and it is really fucking cool it had a lot of like jaw-dropping moments not only for me but also for my chat of being like oh my god that makes sense like there was just like thinking in terms of how this game works like i needed two batteries to power a generator and i spent so much time looking for a second battery and the answer was take a picture of the battery and walk into that picture and take the picture and take the battery that you took the picture of and then pull out of it and then go put it on like it's it it really is some fucking special shit I cannot imagine the like technical prowess yeah. going on behind the scenes. I have to make this work. no idea how it works. Um, I have a like TikTok, YouTube short, Instagram reel, amazingstreamer.com uh, <laughs> to see I where that all lives. <laughs> um, I love it. It is genius. <laughs> it's so stupid, no, I, but it I, is honestly it's the best thing I've ever done for plugs. Like just go to amazingstreamer.com. You can find everything you want. And, don't ever tell uh, Jake I said this, but I do think it's a good idea as well. <laughs> I'm mad I didn't think of it first. <laughs> you too can get a url it's very easy to do and fairly cheap um but i think that the coolest thing is like the way that the atmosphere changes it's not really shown in this trailer all that much but a lot of things kind of look like a a monotone aesthetic when in reality there are a lot of different things that you traverse through so like you'll see like a black and white photo and then like a regular photo but there are also like like at one point you pick up a photo that like a kid drew and you're walking through like a a poorly drawn house made of crayon like just rolling through that environment um at one point you're in like a watercolor painting which i think is really cool uh another one is like um you walk into like a remember like the old like windows 95 and 98 screensavers where it's like traveling through like a maze like you're in one of those things just some really cool shit uh viewfinder yeah, it's worth, along the lines work. of uh, like Superliminal or Maquette. Um, yeah. Those types yeah. of puzzle games. Yep. Another really big one. I have no shot of telling you what this game is about or what's going on in it, but what's going on with Cocoon? This is a weird one. It's from like the lead designer, uh, one of the lead designers on Limbo and Inside is mm-hmm. the main reason I'm interested, but it's like you are solving puzzles. But you're you're solving puzzles in an orb, and at any time you can like find more orbs to go deeper into another orb, and then you're in another world within the world, and then you can also at any time like grab things from inside of the world you're in and bring them out to the world above. And who knows how deep that goes? Or, you know, Inception. I don't know how many layers there are, but right. yeah, just seems really interesting, like an interesting concept for a puzzle game. So I'm excited to try it. Hopefully, there's a demo at some point. Yeah, looks fucking crazy. And a lot of people have, like, been raving about it. Like, as coverage came out from, like, the days of play at Summer Game Fest, this is one of the games that people are putting at the top of their list of, like, you have to try it, you have to play it to believe it type of games. Um, Yeah. It kind of gives me a little bit of, like, Tunic vibes. Like, in that it doesn't seem like it's explaining... It's not explaining much to you. It's a lot of, like, going around and fucking with things and, you know, pounding on the box until we figure out what the box does type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... I wonder if it this will is, sniff its own farts as much. No, I'm just kidding. That's a tuna <laughs> joke. This is, this is like a kind of game that I will never play because my brain just like, I like to go dumb mode when I'm playing games, you know, and this is going to require so much thought that I will never play it, but I'm so happy games like these are being made. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. Anything else on Cocoon? I'm just watching the gameplay that you're. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. playing right now. I'm like, oh, it's cool as fuck. <laughs> <A lot>. Yeah. 
Um, next thing I have is indeed from the wholesome games. We get into Baladins, which is a combination between Buskers and Paladins. And is that that old, uh, the old epic game, Paladins? The yeah, that's the one, the Overwatch <laughs> uh, knockoff. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. No, I think that game is still going. I'm not sure. Um, it's inspired by like tabletop RPGs, but if you look at like the B-roll footage that we have on the video version, if you look up a trailer, it is uh, essentially like the Paper Mario aesthetic. It looks really, really slick, and it's got you know your standard RPG fodder as far as like building up your town and whatnot. But for the most part, it just looks like it's kind of filling a void that I think needs to be filled. Not enough. Did you say building you a town? Out? Yeah, that, like that you know, like a getting getting like a merchant to come move in and upgrading the merchant so uh, that it does more shit. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. Paladins. Run, don't walk. Um, the next game that I have is... Oh. Station mm. to station. Yeah. All oh, right, yeah. nerds. Let's go. <laughs> I will... Nerdy as shit. <laughs> I was I, not uh, on this. I... I nearly jumped out of my chair, honestly. <laughs> when, it's, uh, when the trailer started, I was pretty hyped. I, I'm big on logistical games. There's It scratches a part of my brain yeah. that just likes, it puts me in this zen state, and it's great to just come home after work and just be like, uh, and just manage roadways and cargo and all that's that like mini motorways on mini uh, motorways yeah yeah this mini just metro. feels like a more built up mini metro mini motorways oh, and i really like the voxel aesthetic or the pixel aesthetic whatever yeah. you want to call it but I, I like the way the game looks as well i'm excited yeah it makes me think mini metro mixed with tear or tear down yeah mm, um mm-hmm. super into it i say i literally just said that i like to shut my brain off whenever i'm playing games but <laughs> this kind of like management uh transportation sim type thing really gets me going yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna drop a lot of hours in this I, I i know it's gonna happen yeah very nice station to station uh let's move on to beastie ball <laughs> this shit looks so cool man um Beastie Ball is the next game from the devs of Chicory, I think. Which seems like a pretty rapid fucking departure, man. Drastic departure. Um, But think Pokemon plus Volleyball and you have Beastie Ball. That's all I needed to hear. Exactly. That's all I needed to know. I'm I'm day one on Um, this thing. Yeah, which this is a it's coming to it's getting a Kickstarter soon. I think it's like that's how early in development they are right now. But Mm -hmm. I can't wait. It's I mean, there's not there's not much more to it. Like, I feel like I kind of covered it when I said Pokemon plus volleyball. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, not my thing, but sure. Just sit here and watch the trailer in silence. It's so cool. I I think (laughs) this is great podcasting. Everybody's mesmerized. (laughs) (laughs) Too good. (laughs) Beastie <laughs> ball. Um, Smooshy. I'm home. Smooshy. What do you guys know about this? Uh, uh, this is just a cute 3D platformer. Ryan, you actually played it or saw it played, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Preston played this when uh, we went to PAX East. He was real hot on getting a chance to play it. And really, it's think of a uh, 
just exploration breath of the wild indie game basically you've got a little stamina bar you glide around the world you're just picking up collectibles and 3d platformers very zen very relaxed just just kind of like like a like a like a warm blanket of a video game you know just very comforting (laughs) yeah it it reminds me of uh, vibes a short hike kind of yeah yeah short hike little gator game gator game yeah yeah right up those vibes Mm-hmm. And it's out. Yeah, oh, shadow drop. It was shadow drop. Yeah, oh. you can just go get this, which is cool. Yeah. And I actually didn't really know that until I was just looking up B roll and it said launch trailer. And I wrote it on a big post it and stuck it to my monitor because I'm going to mash this game. That's right up my alley, man. <laughs> yeah. Is this on so console as well? Cool. Yeah, I just pulled the video from Nintendo's YouTube page. Uh, yeah. okay. This is like oh, a yeah. perfect platinum game for me. So yep, yep. if it if it comes out on PlayStation. Shit. Toaster ball, anybody? Toaster, Toaster ball. ball. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's so stupid, but also mm-hmm. fucking yes, dude. Give it to that me. Permanent addition to party game night. Like I like from one trailer, like I want this in the party game night rotation. It looks like a wild time with a riot. It just looks like a riot of a video game, and I yeah, I always want more of those. Um have you guys ever played a game? This is like the most obscure thing. I used to forget the name all the time, and now I'll never forget it. But this is basically, it's like a very dumbed down version of volleyball, right? Like toaster ball? That's Some, yeah, there like... also there was like a basketball mode, and like they had a okay. couple different uh, hoops and or nets to be scoring into. Yeah. Um, in the... Yeah. In the very early days of the Xbox 360 arcade in the indie games that came out for that, there was a game called They Came From The Ground, which was just these, like, little balls of goop that were on either side, and you would control that ball and then just, like, knock it back and forth, which is very similar to, like, I think the regular gameplay of Toaster Ball. But still to this day, I have it installed on my 360, and you're unable to re-download it. If my 360 ever crashes, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But, um... (laughs) This game is, it's like everything to me. And every time I have like people over to do multiplayer game nights, I hook up my old fucking 360 that sounds like a small jet engine is taking off. And we play They Came From The Ground. And it's one of those games where like you put the controller in their hand and everybody understands everything about the game within 10 seconds and loves it. And it's like, okay, let's have a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Very good shit. Um, it it kind of reminds me of volleyball, volleyball version of Pool Panic. Has anybody played Pool Panic? Oh. Uh, it's a like an Adult Swim published game. Uh, that's like pool. It's a party game of, about pool, but it's different like variations on playing pool. Um, oh, I've seen this game played on YouTube. I've seen hmm. Pool Panic. But yeah. Okay. This yeah. toaster ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool shit, man. <laughs> oh mean, my god. I'm very in on toaster it ball. Kind of gives me like a uh, almost dive kick vibe. It's just like the bare basics of a genre. Yeah, yeah, or like like boomerang foo almost mm. something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. But Karma Zoo. Karma Zoo is cool. Um, I'm really interested to see how it comes together. But it, like, basically, you have 50 different characters that all have like you know one ability that they do, and you're trying mm-hmm. to combine those abilities to solve puzzles in a side-scrolling platformer. Into uh, from the Devolver show, yeah. Our style too. Yeah, from Devolver. Yeah, it's got Which, that. I mean, Devolver, I feel like rarely misses. So, for I, sure, if it's like Devolver yeah. makes like a bunch of stuff and casts a wide net, but if you see something from them and it's up your alley, it's a pretty sure bet. Like you can probably bank on it being 
exactly what you thought it would be. But yeah, it does look cool. That's an interesting one. Um, outside of that, I think we have Aurora. Oh, ever, ever, ever deep, right? Ever, ever deep, deep Aurora. Okay. Ever cheap. The font. <laughs> the font uh, if you're too. looking at it, you can see it. I it's see it. I get it. Cherokee. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 16-bit little side scroller, Metroidvania. Uh, mm-hmm. it, very Hollow Knight, uh, but you know, in a 16-bit vibe. They talked about all the extravagant characters to meet. Uh, the worlds feel like they're kind of monochromatic as you get to different areas. It's backdropped by a specific color, the way Hollow Knight does a lot of its. Uh, worlds um it, this looks like a very good time it, the platform yeah. looks solid i'm excited to meet all these little characters you play as a cute little cat look at that little kitty yeah looks like richard it does he's right over here he's, <laughs> he's sleeping <laughs> it does look cool and it looks like you switch between like a 4 3 and a 16 by 9 aspect ratio depending on the environment that you're in too like there's some interesting stuff going on mm-hmm. um eyes on it like discussion question do you guys think that like metroidvanias are kind of saturated right now no because metroidvanias are really hit or miss honestly i i feel like there's because i've played a good handful of them and there's some that i love and there's some that i i don't i I don't even really like metroid uh okay (laughs) i mean that's fair um but i think i don't i don't think it's too bad yet yet I think there it's was... pretty oversaturated personally. Um, yeah. Point, but like, it has to do something amazing or like look incredible with the art style. Like, this one I'm interested in because the art style looks really cool. But, like, um, what what is the, the Christmas one? We'll talk about it later. That one's oh, like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in that. <laughs> um, there was one recently that was announced called Ultros. It's like Metroidvania on Acid, the super colorful one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I'm I sure that's for that. some people, but. I think that was I like honestly, a Nintendo Indie World or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I the next the next Metroidvania I'm waiting for is just Silk Song. Um, nothing has done it for me like Hollow Knight did. It's so. a Persia. I I think if anything, we're oversaturated with farming games because while oh, we're yeah, not I talking, agree. I absolutely yeah, yeah. While we're not talking about them from the Wholesome Direct, there were about forty five new farming games. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm right right now. It's it's Metroidvania's. <laughs> Uh, farming and roguelikes that's like the three big mm. indie pillars yeah. right now yeah yep for sure um let's get into the future game show not a whole lot came from this but there's one that i'm really hot on and it's resistor and it was being plugged as a car pg but what gets me for this is not so much the art style as much as it is the gameplay it looks like it's like the classic like burnout gameplay even though it's not just like straight up arcade racing there is a big emphasis on like again i don't want to say like car combat because it's not twisted metal you're not shooting rockets at other cars but it's a lot about like taking down other cars shunting if you will if you know your racing game terms and uh boosting and it just looks really fucking fun like just really over the top really stupid but it's on my radar we'll see what it comes out what the price is and if it reviews well uh resistor might be something you see me get into I'm really glad you called that out because I missed it. I didn't get to see the future games uh, case. And that is definitely something that it uh, is right up my alley as well. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. looks like something I totally enjoy. Pretty cool. Um, Lords of the Fallen, not to be confused with Lords of the Fallen, not to be confused with the Lords of the Fallen. This is Lords of the Fallen. 
Everybody exactly. on the same page? It's very clear yeah. to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is they they called it during the presentation like a they're rebooting the franchise, I think they said, but it's only had one game, so that's weird. But yeah. Um but it looks it looks cool. The art is incredible. Um and the the thing that was new here that I don't think they had talked about previously is like they have a kind of a Sekiro Shadows Die Twice kind of thing where when you die, you come back to life in the same place, but in an alternate like version of the world like the undead version of the world basically which you can also access anytime by sacrificing your second life um Hmm. and you need to go to this world to traverse certain areas and solve puzzles and stuff as well which it just seems really cool yeah that's a cool mechanic yeah it seems like they're combining uh the medium by team bloober uh with like souls like gameplay so I'm, i'm super into this they they said that this was like they had really weird phrasing. It was a reboot, but it's in the same universe as the Lords of the Fallen 2013. This is just like 10,000 years down the oh, line. Sorry, you mean Lords crazy. of the Fallen 2014? Or the Lords the of the Lords Fallen. Of the... Sorry, Lords no, of the Fallen. The... This was the Lords of the Fallen, but now it's Correct. just Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, Correct. great, great naming, but yeah. looks so good. It does look cool. Looks definitely unique. In, uh, yeah. I think it'll make a splash when it comes out. I feel yeah, like another. I'm... Go ahead. Uh, it's a, just another ro- uh, It's a, another uh, Souls like that I'm hesitant, uh, but optimistic about. So yeah, very fair. Um, this one I won't spend much time on, but Headbangers Rhythm Royale. <laughs> I love the trailer. <laughs> I yeah, the trailer is like, it's interesting. It's not something that I thought I would be into until I figured it out. At first, I was like, oh, another fall guys like um or like gang beasts or one of those like party games that i would be kind of unsure of at face value it wasn't until i realized that it's actually a rhythm battle royale so you're playing a bunch of like rhythm mini games with multiple people and it's the last person standing is the person that has performed the best in these weird little party games which i think is good and you're playing as a phallic rooster of sorts is it is it online I believe so, yeah. I can't imagine. I feel like that's going to that's got to be miserable with like lag and just ping and whatnot, right? Mm, with a rhythm right. game? Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's going to be an issue. I don't know. Hmm. But I think it looks cool. I'm watching we'll the trailer it. right now and it seems wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very it's very funny. Yeah, it's pretty good shit. Um what else do I have here? I think I have only one two more games. Uh The Last Faith you guys know about yes. this? Oh, uh, so I've been a Kickstarter backer for a little while. This was shown to Ooh. me by a buddy of mine. Uh, this is uh, Bloodborne, but 2D mm-hmm. Metroidvania style. Um, it feels really good. I've been playing the alpha that they gave to backers, uh, and I haven't gone too far because I don't, I really want to, you know, let my playtime be the real game, the full game. I tend to not dig too hard into early access stuff, just enough to get a feel for it. And uh, boy, does this one feel really good. I'm, I'm excited for the full release of this. The, the vibes and aesthetic are great. Uh, and the, the opening combat is just feels right on point. It feels as crisp as you want it to, um, which is perfect. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. super I slick. I also played a demo um, that was maybe like 30 minutes long. It's not the same thing as the alpha that you guys have access to. But yeah. I mean, same thing. Just feels really good. And Bloodborne is my second favorite game of all time. So, side scrolling Bloodborne, amazing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was expecting from the key art for it to be like 
2.5D or something. Um, but it's it's like uh, very similar to Blasphemous and it's more finely pixelated. I don't really know. It's not like 18-bit, but it's uh, yeah. it's it's pixel art, so it looks really yeah. good. Sure. Very nice. Last Faith. Um, and the last game that I do have from that show before we get into the Xbox show is Pacific Drive, which I would say didn't have like a knockdown drag out showing in particular, but it's more of a game that I am very fucking interested in playing <laughs> as soon I as humanly possible. Cannot wait to find out. So the only thing I'm still not positive on is just how rogue are the runs. I knew it was a run based yeah. game. I I got some hands-on time at PAX East with this. I got to oh. play a, a run. Um, That's cool. It, it feels really good. It's you really there's uh, not too granular, but there is car customization. It's really it's not as granular as like car mechanic simulator. You're not taking out a ratchet and taking individual bolts off or anything. You know, you just like you look at a panel on a car and you can hold a button, take the whole thing off, put a different panel on. Um, but the, the world is, is so weird and, and, and interesting. In the 15 minutes I got to explore, I, I had fields of mannequins appear and then disappear while their red eyes were following me everywhere. <laughs> I had a, uh, what the devs called a floating, uh, ball of sentient tires attempt to steal my car while I was driving it. Um, it's, it's so just abstract and abnormal, I, I'm really curious. The story, the story is going to make or break this game. If the story doesn't leave a lasting impression, it's going to be just fine. It's probably going to be a sure. fine little survival game with your car. But if the story is really good, this is like a real gem, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You might call this a car PG, possibly. Is this a true car PG? <laughs> hey, possibly. man. Don't take <laughs> away from Resistor. <laughs> what the hell? Um, anything else on Pacific Drive? It's it's just is are the, how rogue are these runs? You know, is yeah. this like are you starting with a blank car every time you go back in, or is mm. so, how much of that is being carried over? I think is the biggest yeah. question in my mind left for this. But I'm playing it one way or the other. This is yeah, a new I'm, studio, right? Yeah, this is Ironwood Studios. They're brand new. I've been following them on okay. social networks. Um, really small team and just like super passionate. They come from all sorts of people that haven't developed a game before and people that come from like assorted teams. It's not like they're a spinoff of something else or anything like that. Just yeah. like really interesting group of people. And the, the video that they actually put out that was for this was like less of like a new trailer for Pacific drive and more of like a four minute. Hey, here's the game we're working on. Here's where we got our inspiration from. Like this is the yeah. station wagon. My parents used to have, this is like, you know, it's that kind of thing. Um, worth yeah. a watch for sure. Seems like a cool team and uh, just like such a fucking unique game. Like no one's doing, yeah. no one's doing this. Um, differently oh hi Richard he made his appearance good shit <laughs> <laughs> alright to the Xbox showcase Fable I'm so fucking hyped Fable looks so good uh, where do you guys stand alright so obviously we're all hot on the Xbox showcase itself but they kind of went on record saying like there's gonna be no like just CGI trailers and like okay maybe this was in engine or like captured in game on a Series X but like there wasn't gameplay or anything right for yeah Fable. it was misleading but it's tough for sure. It's I'm tough. still excited about it. I'm so excited about it. I think yeah, it looks so the, cool. the IT guy wants to you as a giant. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, if you're Jake, you just think everyone else is small and he's normal size. It didn't click at the beginning. Okay. So fable <laughs> is just like a, its own story. It was never about like fables 
you know and this seems like they're going for like a theme where although it does feel like true to the fable series in its theme it seems like they're actually going for like those fantasy tales that one would call a fable like jack and the beanstalk which is really interesting i hope that doesn't take away from like the actual core of what makes fable fable and it's just being a weirdo in a small open world which is what i want to do mostly yeah um it kind of gives me in the best way it gives me shrek vibes um, sure. Okay. In, in in a good way, but also yeah. past past like Jack and the Beanstalk. Like, what other fables do you tell? You know, I'm not a big fables guy. I'm a big well, I'm fable not either. guy. I, I don't know. That's what I was. That's my question. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a bunch though. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. There's, yeah. Three little piggies or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's copyrighted by Disney and what's not. You know. Yeah. The <laughs> fable. The fable list is a different show. This is game list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it sucks like i i'm super hot on it and everybody that watches the trailer seems good but like there's not that much to talk about um there's some cool stuff that's like appeared like in the thumbnail of the trailer there's a shot of the sword and if you look closely at the sword it does have like the seal from um fable that you come to know and love from those first three games like it is definitely it definitely feels authentically fable and weird uh but it is obviously updated for you know modern audiences so i'd like to see more but yeah nice, i've nice never to see played it. a fable game so i'm excited to play my first fable game soon oh, very cool wait. i've never beat um, a fable but i've played two and three. Oh man oh the bad i mean i love fable two and three two is actually extremely good i didn't mean to call it the bad ones three is uh, okay you should go honestly it, it holds up i've played it in recent years it doesn't, no, it doesn't. exactly hold up it, it doesn't hold up i watched him play it it was <laughs> okay. miserable it was a miserable experience all right, he spent okay. he spent two streams on one combat encounter. You guys stop tactical dreamer. You should play <laughs> Fable <laughs> One because you're down for a 360s 360 game, and that's what it kind of plays like. It's a late okay. Xbox game, and the original Fable is like fun and janky and just big enough, and you can play it in 12 hours or you can play it in 40 hours, and it's just fucking weird, man. It's good shit. Yeah, I don't know if I play Fable One. I play two and three definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's. I think it's like the one that to me it, they have like a anniversary edition that came out on 360 so it's actually arguably if you play that version the best looking of all three fable games uh you can't go wrong though you can't go wrong yeah. um talk about south of midnight oh yeah there's another one where it's like they said no like just cg mm-hmm. stuff like there was very definitely no gameplay here yeah for sure yeah, yeah. even less to no. go off of maybe than the fable trailer yeah, we don't really know what this game is, but boy, do I want to know. Let me tell you, like aesthetically, sure. musically, like the just yeah. the soundtrack vibes we got in this trailer were really doing yeah. it for me. It's uh, cool. Yeah. I- um, there was some like they talking around at Summer Game Fest about what it actually is. Uh, I believe it's like a third person action adventure. Um, so, you know, the, the typical tagline of games nowadays. Um yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's called South Midnight is a spellbinding third-person action-adventure game set in the Deep South. Uh, oh, past that, that's really all we know about the gameplay. Um, but this is made by Compulsion Games, who made We Happy Few, which is a wonderful game that I think is extremely underrated. Uh, and it was like... Pro- I, that was my first YouTube playthrough, was We Happy Few. So nice. it has a special Content place creator in origins. 
Yeah, don't go watch those videos. They're really bad. I also <laughs> never finished. I never finished the series because I hit a game-breaking bug. And uh, man, maybe I'm worried about South of Midnight now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. It looks I think, good. Though. I think it's gonna be pretty good shit. I don't know. I, I've got faith in it, and mm-hmm. it feels like it got a kind of centerpiece of a showcase being that second game that they showed like i feel like uh that's a vote of confidence and uh, yeah. i mean more than just that trailer like it, it told me to be excited for this game yeah art style is great yeah for sure uh very cool south of midnight from compulsion mm-hmm. uh from that we moved into oh, do we table this maybe uh, let's talk about it very briefly star wars outlaws we're gonna circle back on it heavily for the ubisoft show when it was showed in yeah. earnest but we got like a two or three yeah. minute uh lengthy trailer for star wars outlaws where completely cg trailer no yeah gameplay. but a good looking cg possible. trailer let's just circle oh, back yeah. on it let's move on let's move on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm um, yeah. Let's talk about 33 Immortals. We all were looking yes. for 29 more. 29 yeah. more. <laughs> it could it's be true. you. It's true. Um, it was uh, only a few weeks ago that uh, Starship Troopers Extermination came into early access. And I was like, 16 player co-op. This is great. Mm-hmm. I would have had bigger co-op games. And then this gets like just gracefully dropped in front of me. And I couldn't be more excited for a 33 player I- co-op game. It's yeah. like this this game just like I thought it was a really good fucking trailer for this game too where like they showed it and I was like okay yeah you're basically Hades you look good and then like they slowly reveal like more like okay they, that first shot has all 33 people but then after a little while it's like okay what was I just seeing they start showing like two player and then four player co-op and then fucking like six players and eight players and the next thing you know it's like fucking 28 people on screen like the, the other ones are weaving in and out it looks absolutely nuts it's a 33 player multiplayer video game that kind of looks yeah. like a hack and slash roguelike yeah, so yeah. I think they said this is from the developers of um spirit fair well, Surfer, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Art Very style. similar art style, yeah. Yeah, Thunder I can Lotus. See it. Yep, yep, yep. Good shit, man. Thirty-three immortals. Very, very cool. I think uh, I said twenty-nine more. Pass, we need yeah. twenty-eight more, right? That's why. Yes, that was that uh, was day one game pass. Correct? We're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Hell yeah! Uh, everything except for six games is day one game pass, even from third-party yeah, developers. Of the show. So the vast yeah. majority, like, there are just a few things that are not, which is fucking yeah, wild. Yeah, like the Ubisoft games. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yep. Um, the next game that is indeed Day One Game Pass is Persona, Persona 3 Load. Persona 3. Persona 3. 3 Reload. Load. It's awesome. Anybody? Uh, I want to. I want to play Persona Three Reload. I probably won't though. I haven't played Persona Five because I don't Same. have time. Nobody has 150 hours, you know. I get it. Um, for sure. And there's also been some like negativity around this remake since it was announced because apparently it's cutting a lot of content that was in the enhanced yeah, PSP port. I heard that. But which that game itself also cut content too. It sounds like you can't really make anybody happy with this because, from what I understand, yes. like there's like in that PSP port, there's no overworlds like you don't run around like a city which is like the most important part of persona modern persona games to a lot of people so well and i I think they also changed the like anime cutscenes in that psp port as well um yeah to where they weren't like at the high quality cutscenes that was in the what ps2 version i guess 
Yeah. And I also didn't see yeah. any of these anime kids blowing their fucking brains out, which, if I recall correctly, I, yeah. is like the it's whole hook. I don't think they can make this game without you putting a <laughs> bullet in your head. I, I, I really don't think it's possible, but that would be so, so wild. Yeah. So wild. Um, but cool. Uh, the industry's worst kept secret this uh, summer game season, I think, as well. Yeah, it leaked along with another game that we'll talk about later. Uh, yeah, yeah. The day before yep. the conference, I think. Yep. Yep. A mere five slides from now. But first, Avowed, which I think had a great showing. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe it was just like a good showing because it didn't seem to like... I don't think anyone was like, wow, this now that I see Avowed and what it's going to be, now I'm in. I feel like it's kind of just showing more of the same from the announcement too, but it felt more tangible this time maybe like it felt like this yeah. game is actually running and playing and like not as far off as you may think um yeah obsidian's I, I was, yeah i was already in i'm i'm a big fan of obsidian's uh narrative work uh and everything and, they've made I've, I've enjoyed it so and this one yeah, is i was already in, in the universe of what pillars of eternity oh yeah i forgot about that completely yeah. um i was already in off of um just how much I love Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is, is a better. digestible version of Fallout, and yep. they haven't mm -hmm. they have confirmed since then that like yes, this is about the length of an Outer Worlds. It's a digestible Skyrim. Yeah, they said Very they cool. they initially approached it as like a Skyrim, uh, like in breadth of content, and then they refocused on just the depth of content. Uh, at the end of the day, so I'm excited about that because it's the depth that Obsidian yeah. brings that really yeah. interests me. I think it's got a nice art style to it, like that separates it. I think some of the the splashes of color that are involved in this game make it even more appealing to me than a Skyrim, which is a bit of a drab video game to look at sometimes. Yeah, I think I think the font, like the the key art that you have pulled up right now, looks like <laughs> really bad clip art from Microsoft. Word. <laughs> oh yeah, well, jokes on you because I accidentally played the trailer from two years ago and you didn't even notice. I did notice. I just wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, the new stuff looks even better, but it does look actually fucking really good. And uh, yeah. 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 I'm really excited. And as a day one Game Pass game, again, it says something, man. Like, I, are you guys all subscribed to Game Pass more often than not? Yeah. No. They got me. They fucking got me. Like, I'm, I'm in. Um, and it is it is a selling point for a lot of things, like the fact that for fifteen dollars I can just jump in and make it happen for a month. Avowed, maybe. Good shit. Mm -hmm. Um, next thing that I have on my list is game of the, the show sleeper, bro. Oh yeah, game yeah. of the show. Is anybody else here a Hellblade fan? I love the first Hellblade. Yes. Yeah, Hellblade, uh, it does something that no other game that I know of has ever done in uh, putting voices in your head. It truly makes you feel like you're going insane when you're playing the game, hearing these people talk behind you and the spatial audio that they use to make it feel like you're just going insane. You're, you're in Sinua's uh, shoes because she has like, I don't know, psychosis of some sort. I don't know the mm -hmm. correct word, but uh, it is a like Nordic... Um, Nordic pagan uh, pantheon type mythology. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, the first game was wonderful. That was actually my very first platinum trophy on PlayStation 4. Uh, and this one, they, they it was a PlayStation exclusive. Then Xbox bought Ninja Theory and brought it to Xbox. And now this is an Xbox exclusive. 
Um, but this is this is going on like the full Unreal Engine five. Like this is trying to push the mark on visual fidelity. I don't think this trailer here did a great job of showing it, just because of the uh, environment they're in. The previous trailer that they showed really did a good job with the like the troll on the the beach or whatever. Um, yeah, that that the last one dove into more of the visual fidelity. This dove more into the psychosis element of it, which is really the drawing factor to me. Uh, the the story of the first game was a big pull for me. It's another one of these like weird like psychological freak shows, uh, which is what I'm really into. I just really hope they can improve the combat of the first game because it was like a dodge button and one attack button. It was it was pretty mm-hmm. basic. Um, but aside from that, the story is so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I think you had all the beats for me. Like the that first game, the story is really good, but the combat definitely needs some work. So like, if they can just mm-hmm. polish up the gameplay elements in this, like, yeah. I think it'll be a huge hit. Yeah, I I really want like I feel like a Hellblade TV show would be really cool. Just following Sinua or some something else in this universe because it is like a uh, they're taking creative liberties with like the the mythology that they're building on here. And I just like freak shows. I've said it so many times this episode. Um, And I just want like more of this world because it's so unique and unlike anything I've seen in games. They've done, they've done uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They've done uh, God of War, but nobody's really dug into the horror elements of this pantheon like Hellblade has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to like this game more uh, because I love Nordic mythology. Mm. Uh, I, I've read the prose Edda and the poetic Edda, which is like a lot of the collections of the mythologies of yeah. the Nordic peoples. And they are like prime for horror gameplay. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I started, <clears throat> I played like an hour of the first one and the gameplay was just a little bit too off-putting yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if the gameplay gets tightened up on this, I will probably eat this up. Yeah. What a fucking snooze of a trailer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry i'm sorry you this guys are all most... red hot on this shit but I it just seemed know. like a i don't know like the first trailer they showed was like two and a half years ago and it was like fucking gameplay and action-packed and like at least fit the bill and instead like they were just like crushing so hard on like i thought like really interesting and like they were on a roll of momentum like it was starting to slow down a little bit like before this was flight sim and like monkey island and shit but like avowed persona payday immortals star wars south of midnight fable and then like short interview with the actress and then like this is literally four minutes of like weird voices and looking at water and like that's exactly what i want from this, so that's why yeah, i, love it I get so it it's just from a momentum and standpoint it did seem to slow things down yeah but at the at the end of the day like the momentum's never going to be kept up they think yeah, it's just yeah, unsustainable it in a showcase like that um, yeah. Does anything stink from like sim. the development cycle of the game? Being that we saw so much last time, was that just like a vertical slice, and they were showing off to show off? We probably. shouldn't worry that there's no gameplay this time around. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we should probably worry. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And then maybe the gameplay stinks again. Uh, that that would be unfortunate, but I hope not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what? Gameplay won't stink. Is the like a dragon infinite wealth gameplay? Um. Did you guys like this trailer? Yeah, uh, that was very funny. Uh, it's it crazy funny. that they're going to America. Apparently, like, it seems like he's on like, like, a California beach or something. Yeah, super interesting. Um, you know what I thought it yeah. wasn't initially? 
Dead Island, I thought it was 2. Dead Island 2. <laughs> anytime, anytime I see a beach in a freaking video game trailer now, I think Dead Island 2. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, pretty cool. This is Ichiban, right? This is the main character from yep. Yakuza 7. And there's been like, there's been, I feel like a lot of <laughs> people are like really confused about like a dragon right now. I mean, A, they're still adjusting to the like a dragon name change. And yeah. then it looks like they dropped the numbers from it again, which they did again. They did that for like a dragon, Yakuza like a dragon. But this is the full like a dragon and it's called like a dragon infinite wealth. And there's no number and there's no Yakuza. So people were very confused on is this Yakuza 8 like a dragon 8? And indeed it yeah. is. This is the one that they showed last year at the RGG show. Yeah, I was also a little confused. And uh, somebody who was streaming with me, I think it was Preston, he pointed out that like the the infinite is supposed to be like a sideways eight so that's supposed to be like your clue in i guess uh, that's what i was thinking okay, but i wasn't sure. sure if it was like a sure. translation thing or what yep yep infinite wealth i get it i get it um but yeah it looks cool again cg trailer but exciting cool ichiban stuff. smash or pass smash smash smash, smash. Yeah, smash. i think so yeah that's four yeah it's a smash confirmed baby <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Smash Ultimate. <laughs> now, this one was dripping in fucking style. This game yeah. is called Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess. And when this came out on screen at first, I thought it was like, because it gave us the Capcom information. Um, well, the Capcom title card or whatever you might call it. And I was starting to think Onimusha for a second. I was like, is this a yeah, fucking indeed. Onimusha reboot with like all the demon stuff that was going on? And the answer was no, it's it's a brand new IP from Capcom. But in a world of games where you play a ninja or samurai that look identical, like say what you will, but Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro, uh, you know, this Rise of the Ronin game that's coming out. A lot of these games look very, very similar. This does not look similar to that. I... No. I'm very interested in this. What about you guys? Yeah. 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 The art looks incredible. Like I love like the, you know, kind of yokai inspiration games. Like I love Neo sure. too. So like, yep. I'm really into the aesthetic of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the aesthetic of the, uh, like the raid from Tsushima where it was much more yokai yeah. and spiritual. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, just a really cool looking action game that is fucking dripping in style. Like every slash of the sword or, you know, parry lets this like sea of color and design out into the world that is just on another fucking level. It looks thoroughly next gen. It just looks like a really cool third party fucking banger from Capcom. And Capcom, as you all know, are in their Cap God era right now. They've re-entered. They're not fucking missing right now. So it's a good time to be new IP. I bet they're going to come out and absolutely crush with this thing. I mean, uh, yeah. Capcom Mm -hmm. is releasing Exoprimal and I would probably call that a miss. Exoprimal is going to fucking slap, bro. We'll get to that in a little bit. It's just me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool as fuck. Um, we alluded to this earlier. Persona Five Tactica, right? Yeah, yeah. Five this, this game looks cool. I love tactics games. I like Persona. It is another one where like uh, Persona Five Strikers. I really wanted to play, but I heard that it spoiled Persona Five, and I still am lying to myself and telling myself I'm going to play Persona Five someday. So yeah. if this is the same thing, I will probably not play it for that reason. Even right. though it looks cool. Yeah, I'm not going to lie yeah. to myself anymore. I'm just going to play this one. I I started. <laughs> that's another RPG that I got like 40 hours into, and at a certain point, I was like, I need yeah. a break, and I never got back to it. 
I'll probably we're, put 40 hours into this. And if I beat it in that time, then I'm good. It's we're all on the same page with Persona. It's like I played it for like 16 hours and I was like, I'm going to play all of this someday. And I just haven't yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never even started it because I, I know it's nice. 150 hours that I don't yeah, have. Yeah. Even though I, I, I love Persona 4, one of my favorite games ever. But yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. My only complaint um, with cool. this game is they're chibi Maybe? and not hot. So. Well, some uh, people yeah. don't think that. Some people think they're both GB and hot. You can do both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, sure. Of to each their own. Jusant. Justin. Jusant. Just. Terrible name. But uh, yeah. uh, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I it's just climbing, baby. On this. Mm -hmm. It's just climbing. And it looks fucking rad. Um, Another don't nod thing is that yes. the case don't nod yes yeah yeah um yeah fun aesthetic i mean as i'm uh you know climbing all over the things in tears of the kingdom uh yeah just like um, give me more climbing looks like good climbing it does yeah it's a really interesting looking game i think like i don't know like the art style is nothing really to write home about but it's like a rock climbing adventure game i guess i don't know you're just climbing up shit there's that almost like made in dreams art style. It does look a little bit like <laughs> it, does, it does kind of look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a weird game to talk about. I feel like we're all kind of hot on this, but like, I don't know anything else to say. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be something like journey in yeah. some aspect. Okay. Right? Yeah, like, sure. That's as, some, as to give, if you're just listening to give an idea in your mind, like this is going to be about the process of playing the game more than it is getting to the end of the game. You know, it's, it's, sure. It's about the journey. Yeah, yeah. it kind of gives me uh, Shadow of the Colossus vibes in just overcoming this insurmountable obstacle, which is just a cliff instead of giant monsters. Um, yeah. But I know you're going to be hopping around and the old boy's going to be going, ah, 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 every single time <laughs> yeah. you make a move on the wall. So, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yep, the entire game. Oh, I can't wait. I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of this uh, Dungeons of Hinterburg? That game this looks is a weird amazing. Looking... Yeah, it's a weird. I like. I love game. the art style. I know. Me Ryan too. And that art style makes you sick, but yeah, I think it looks awesome. I get it. Yeah, not for everybody. I, um, no. It's got like the cell shaded thing, but it, it almost, I guess, like Hi-Fi Rush kind of art style, almost like a um, almost uh, Hi-Fi like Rush from a couple of years ago, mixed with Okami. Sable is uh, Sable. Sable, like see, yeah, but more splash yeah. of color. I feel like Sable was a little bit more brown yeah. and orange all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. That is, that is arguably more accurate than um, whatever the fuck game yeah. I said. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I even just now watching this, like... I'm getting some nausea. There's something about this art style. I love it in stills, but I can't stand it in motion. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about the gameplay because it seems like it cuts. It almost looks like a Zelda game, like an old style Zelda game of exploration, right. but then it cuts to like kind of a Hades camera as well. So I'm not sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then it also seems very like fast as well. Like there's like some actual action into it. Um, I'm not positive what to make of it, but um, yeah, it's got some Monument Valley type game pass, baby. Let's all try mechanics it. as well with like yeah. turning the world around and whatnot. So yeah, there is some of that. Yeah. Um, punk pulse check here. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. All right, gamers. Yeah. 
after the previews, I'm a hundred percent in. All right. I haven't even read Phantom any of the Liberty. previews. I've been I've been wanting an excuse to go back to Cyberpunk a little bit because I did earlier in the year like go back and play 15, 20 hours to to feel something for some reason. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> I was uh I, I was really happy with the progress they'd made. I played it at launch on PC and I didn't have a lot of issues, fortunately, but uh even <laughs> I you can tell how much more polish has come to the game in since release. Yeah. yeah. Um for the previews, I'll, I'll give you a little snake peek. Um They've changed everything in the game. Uh, I'm not as interested in the expansion. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the expansion, of course, but uh, they've changed the way skills work. They have completely updated the uh, AI of the game. There's like a full like wanted system now. There's battles between gangs and cops. Uh, your skills instead of passive bonuses are more like perks um they've changed the way cybernetics work they've uh they, i mean they've changed everything from the sounds of it it's it's bringing the game to the place where it should have been at launch truly mm. with the gameplay systems and that's what really excites me to go back into night city so there's a lot yeah. it's, it's worth reading some impressions about it because i i read it like a big long twitter thread earlier of just tweet after tweet of things that excited me to go back awesome Nice. I yep. played Cyberpunk when it came out and enjoyed it, but I don't know that I'll go back for the DLC unless it's like rave reviews, like yeah. game of the year material or something. Yeah, I might check it out. But mm-hmm. you guys know when the Witcher Three next gen version came out, was it buggy or was it a good smooth launch? I'm not sure. I think it was buggy. Colin doesn't seem. Colin's blocked it out of his fucking head. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it was like a seven out of ten smooth. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Um. Yeah. All right, Cyberpunk. Uh, Keanu, there. They're trying to recapture that whole like fucking coming out on stage. You're beautiful. My, see, thing, my comment was he heard Nick work. Cage came and was like, yeah. "I got a fucking." I can't doesn't work. Nick Cage gets a crowd. <laughs> Nick Cage gets a crowd to react to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't do that on a thing. Like it's just him yeah. bending down into a camera and trying to make us all feel something when we don't feel anything. We're fucking numb. He's getting old. It makes me <laughs> sad. Yeah. Uh, are you guys into City Skylines? Yeah, not I'm me. not. City builder, oh. bro. Are you yeah. really into it? Did you play? I the first suck one? at it. Yeah, okay. for like ten hours, and then I sucked okay. at it because I was playing on console and the controls are abysmal. But uh, yeah. this game looks like the perfect city builder dream for everybody who loved City Skylines one. Yeah, I don't really much. And I'm happy just... for those people. <laughs> but i'm more happy about metaphor re fantasio can we get a rename just... though yeah, yeah. change the name no. please but like <laughs> no oh yeah it is jrpg you're right uh but it's not square enix jrpg it can be named a normal thing i think thing. i think True. if you just called it metaphor it would be fine yeah yeah i agree the Probably. subtitle there... fucks it kind of yeah it does yeah i was fine with metaphor and then they and then i saw refantasio pop up i'm like nah yeah it's bizarre that's, that's a big no <laughs> yeah um but goddamn, this uh, game, but looks this game just looks cool. incredible like i, I you know cell shaded anime like the art style looks fine but like just the thing that they also do with persona so well is like the ui it just looks so interesting um you know it's not like bland menus that you're scrolling through it's like really dynamic interesting menus yeah is this part of Shin Megami Tensei? Is it in universe completely so. new? It seems like it's cool. completely new, which is also very cool because 
Uh, I love Shin Megami Tensei. I played Shin Megami Tensei 5. Uh, but, like, I could use a break from that universe. Like, do yeah. something completely new and original. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Does look good. Does look good. It yeah. definitely, like, it's giving some more, like, there's not the element of, like, high school drama that's typically present in the Persona series, but it still has the absolutely absurd fantasy elements that you get from that. I, I think that it's going to probably be a gigantic deal. And for anybody that feels alienated by the history of Shin Megami or just Persona and just not trying to hop in on something, um, yeah. not at the ground level, we'll have that opportunity to get in on this. And I bet it's, I bet it's really popular. Yeah. yeah and I think there's at least one still from the trailer. That's still like, it's like a date like a month and day. Mm -hmm. So I think you're still doing some of that like slice of life stuff, but it's like in a got more it, dire world, not just high school yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Cool. In fucking Game Pass day one. That's a pull. Yeah. That's a really good pull. I mean, this is going to be like 200 hours long though, right? Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see what else hours. is that. I will, yeah. I will try. Yeah. I, I mean, I played 100 hours of Shin Megami Tensei 5. Like I can find the time if I really want to, but Sure. Time for yeah. an older game like Persona 5 at this point. Yeah, hard. yeah, I get that. For sure. Um, Towerborn, first off, yeah. great name, man. Mm -hmm. And also, incredibly cool-looking video game, like four-player 2.5D beat-em-up, arcade-style, yeah. but with, like, a... Think, like, Castle Crashers, but not, not photorealistic or anything, just, like, upgraded. Like, Castle Crashers, if it was made today is I guess kind of yeah. where I'm at with it. And it looks yeah, fucking awesome. I think, more, I think more Dragon's Crown. I like Dragon's Crown more. Uh, okay, that yeah. One. Oh, that's like, yep. you know, side-scrolling beat-em-up RPG is the important thing. RPG elements is what makes a side-scrolling beat-em-up engaging for me. Without a doubt, yeah. Four-player co-op game pass with your buddies that have game pass. Like, it's, it's batting a thousand out here. Like, I think that this is going to be a game that is not top of mind until it's close to release and then everybody and their friends find out that this like really cool game just came out and this is what we should be playing this weekend and I bet it really fucking pops off. It feels like yeah. one of those games that just got a 2024 release date just feels like one of those games that just comes out like in some random time in April not around some other stuff and just like steals the show in the video game industry for a couple weeks. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah it looks like uh, it's going to be a blast for a good few weekends. Yeah, and I think yeah. this, is, this is the developer of Banner Saga, which is weird. Oh, no weird shit. departure for them, but... Yeah, it is. Uh, where did you guys land on Clockwork Revolution? And, and all right, what went through your head when you started watching the, tra the trailer for Clockwork Revolution? Bioshock. Uh, oh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Shock yeah. Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was like a little on the nose even. Like, I was like, okay, yeah. we're really just going for it, huh? Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to make of it, but I, I mean, in the long run, this is in exile. I'm in. I'm very in on it. I like Bioshock. There are people that are divisive on Bioshock. I don't know why, but in my head when I was playing Bioshock when I was a kid, I mean, what, Bioshock was like 2009. It wasn't that long ago. Like, I guess that's closer to 15 years than 10. But, um, no, Bioshock Infinite is like 2012 or 13. I'm fucking that 2013, up. 2013. 2013. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so 10 years. Bioshock Infinite, I like. Like, I like that game I a lot. love I like Bioshock it. Infinite. That's my favorite Bioshock. Cool. All right. Stubbs is out. A head shake yeah, for I'm, listeners. I'm anti-Bioshock. Um, 
Uh, I like it. I liked it a lot, and I liked the ending. I liked the whole premise that they set up for Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite's ending made me so excited for more Bioshock, and let me tell you, that's paid dividends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But this game, it wasn't a gameplay trailer, and it didn't show all that much. It was definitely all about fucking setting that they were showing off, and it did look strikingly like Columbia, but the hook here is like an alternate reality thing where you can turn back time and affect the future. I'm not sure how far things will stem or if the whole thing will be fucking on rails with what you can change, but the idea of like changing time and then... changing something that happens in the past and then going to the future and see how that affects that world is pretty interesting to me. Um, I'm not sure how they pulled that out gameplay mechanics. Uh, I think the thing that they did the best was when it came to the date, it said coming in due time. Oh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not Sorry. held to anything. But. Yeah. It, I, I saw some chat on the internet from some of the developers uh, where people were worried about, uh, well, if you're, if you're cur- if you're, uninformed in exile made like wasteland so they're very familiar with uh hardcore rpg elements so people Mm -hmm. were worried if this game was going to forego those elements in favor of a pure bioshock like gameplay loop uh but the developer said that the hardcore rpg elements will be present in this game uh so if you're more of an rpg person it might interest you a little bit more that's that does okay. make us slightly more appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um that's not how they ended the show though. They ended the show with so much fucking Starfield. So much Starfield. Let's so much. instead we could sit here and have a whole Starfield podcast based on the 50 minutes of Starfield. Mm-hmm. Instead, yeah. let's not let's not do that. I feel like if you okay. watched it, there's enough to to dig in and absorb. Let me just ask you guys how hot you are on Starfield as like a whole. Are you guys all day one on Starfield? It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. I I guess I'm gonna be day negative five at this point because <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. I got I, on the. Go ahead. I, I and the weird thing was I was probably like like a 5 out of 10 before this direct and then yeah. I immediately became like a 9 out of 10 for this yeah. game like it really catapulted me into the into the stars with my joy to oh. play some Starfield in a few months <laughs> good shit I watched Colin go from like a 6 excitement to like an eight and a half, nine excitement by the end of the show for sure yeah yeah I can build a ship then that looks like a dick so I'm very excited about that <laughs> yeah I uh, can't wait to fly around in the Captain Cock ship or whatever. <laughs> uh, of course. No, I'm very excited. Also, they did they did uh, hint at uh, like they had like Jake made a what a question questionnaire before the show. You remember your questionnaire? I don't know how to. You had a question that was like, "Are they going to hint at?" I said, "Will they sexual... imply sex?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. They did. So they sure did. I, I answered yes. They they definitely did. So. Uh, I saw some comparisons between Starfield this year versus last year when they showed it, and man, thank God they delayed it a year. It looks so much better. The gameplay, the gunplay looks way crisper than it did. Way yeah, for sure. Crisper, it looks yeah. super, it's more than serviceable these days. Uh, I So yeah. everybody, obviously, what do they think when they hear Bethesda launch game? They think about, like, buggy, what kind buggy, of buggy. nightmare thing is going to happen. Did you guys hear the Matt Booty quote from the Giant Bomb After Dark thing? Yes. Uh, 
So it's basically what he said was if Starfield shipped today, it would be the smoothest Bethesda launch of all time. If it shipped right this moment. Whoa. Which is such a fucking bold claim. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't believe such it. A bold, I don't believe it's it. It's such a bold claim, but I love it. I think that's a great way to like you could just say like no, it's not very buggy at all, but to like just make that claim like it would be the smoothest launch Bethesda's ever had would be is fucking insane if they can really pull this off and that this game comes out and it does indeed define a generation it's going to be fucking awesome and i'm excited to play yeah. it and i'm a person that has only ever played skyrim and i played 12 hours of skyrim and rolled credits and said skyrim's good which i understand is the wrong way to play skyrim and it hurts yeah. people's feelings to hear yeah i tried <laughs> to tell him i tried to tell him guys i I just went to the right. new the main quest every time and did the next thing that they asked me to do. You need to brace dragons. somebody before you tell them that. Jay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was and sure I like it. I was like, down. yeah, I'll play. <laughs> and I can't wait for Skyrim 2, is what I always like to say. <laughs> which I understand also pains the same people in a way I can't comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> I can I, can I have my Shields complaints 5. about this game really quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, certainly. Uh, consoles locked to 30 frames. Uh, they said, we want you to have the most curated experience or whatever and i'm like i don't care just give me an option to turn down the fidelity in in term in trade of frame rate like i it's uh series x is locked at 4k 60 um if it has to go all the way down to 1080p i don't care i just i need the frames it makes me it makes me enjoy the game more uh it's an adjustment every time when i have to go from 60 to 30 to 60 to 30 um so because of that I think I might be playing on PC, and I don't play games on PC very often at all. Oh, it's the best bro. place to play. I, I also yeah. almost never play games on PC, but I will be playing it on PC so that I can get an infinite uh, inventory mod. I cannot deal with oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, the weight. Yeah. Um, um, that's what some people in my chat were saying. Squanky friend of the show was yeah. talking about how, like, the mods for this game are going to be absolutely fucking insane. insane. And I wonder if there is something to do with, like, with how big and procedurally generated this world is, I wonder if there will be a modding community that works together because I know a big thing for like Make every existing planet. Bethesda game mods is like compile. It's not about a mod. It's about compiling multiple mods mm -hmm. together. So I could see yeah, the community yeah. rallying around this game for an extended period of time and making just like an absolutely unbelievably like handcrafted and curated world throughout all of these planets that were mostly barren or procedurally generated that actually get like the time and focus that they deserve. Each one could be. What, how long thing. do you think until there's a mod that's just a brand new only mod planet? Like there's just one oh, whole planet. Less than a month. I bet it'll be less than a month, but for quality, there will be like uh there will be like, you know, Kotaku and IGN headlines about like a planet overhaul mod within year yeah. one of like you wouldn't believe what they've accomplished yeah. in this mod thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, um I there are concerns about accessibility in this game because the text is so small. I don't know if you guys follow uh Steven Spawn on Twitter. Uh, disabled gamer, blind gamer. I can't remember what his tag blind is, gamer, but yeah. blind gamer. Uh, there he he showed um the text at at some points in the game is two pixels wide, like the stroke of like an eye is two pixels wide and eight pixels tall, just extremely small text. Uh, I hope there are a Steve lot of Steve Sailor is the blind gamer. We fucked up. Steve Sailor, Steve Sailor. Okay, yeah, my bad. Um, but uh. Yeah, I, I hope there are some accessibility options. Bethesda's not really known for that, but hopefully this will be the time that they kind of add something new yeah. to the table. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. They, I'm still hesitant about the thousand planets. 
Uh, they did a good job selling me on it, um, but I, I, I can't wait. Truly. You know what else you can't wait for? Citizen Sleeper. This happened yeah, at the man. PC gaming show. Let's get into the PC gaming yeah. show era. What a nightmare of an actual fucking event that thing is, huh? Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was this news fest. I was like falling asleep watching it honestly, but mm-hmm. there were some good announcements, you know, Citizen Sleeper 2, not Snooze Fest. Love Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, 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 same. Citizen Sleeper is one of my favorite games of all time at this point. Uh and I was so offended at how they announced it. They could have just shown the trailer with no warning, but instead they did a splash screen with hey, this is coming up coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. Yeah. Um but it it seems to be an evolution on the gameplay of the first Citizen Sleeper. This little trailer that they showed is the setup for the game. So this is like a cutscene leading into the actual the game. Um, in this game, in Citizen Sleeper, you ha- you were on the eye and you get to explore the eye and make decisions there based on dice roll and whatnot. In this game, you actually have a ship and you're going to be building a crew and jumping back and forth between different points of interest. Uh so it's going to be a much more expansive version of Citizen Sleeper. Um, I can't wait. This is this is so high up on my list right now. Uh, they also announced I got the uh, design works for Citizen Sleeper through Lost in Cult, and they announced that they are adding Citizen Sleeper to artwork and like design build to it as well. So I'm very very Aww. excited. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play the DLC for Citizen Sleeper? I did. I replayed it all when it came out on PlayStation. Have you played it? I have not played the DLC. Do I need to play the DLC? Absolutely. 100%. It is It is the true ending to Citizen Sleeper. Cool. But then you need Good to go you. into Colleen's Twitch chat and tell him that you did it so that he can fucking freak out and ramble about it for 15 minutes. I'll <laughs> ramble about it and not actually about. say anything at the end of the day. Just say, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. um, who's hyped I, I, Citizen Sleeper looks cool but how about Ebenezer like that and the Invisible World I, now this oh my God. is cool this, this just opens up like between Lies of P and this game I can't wait I for the era of uh, public domain video games like yeah, yeah this sure. looks like it is better than it has any right being like i this looks like it's gonna be such a good time uh as you play action adventure scrooge (laughs) what's the most cursed like public domain game thing that you could think of i would like the the horror winnie the pooh game that's being made yeah Mm. oh that's pretty good how about a class-based roguelike shooter wizard of oz themed (laughs) <laughs> on the Tin Man, your homie's the Lion, Dorothy, yeah. and whoever's okay. the other person that rolls with them. Scarecrow. What about that? Um, Nailed it. What about that? Not Muppet Muppet horror game that was shown at the. Oh yeah, what a fucking nightmare that <laughs> oh, looks yeah. like! It's a yeah. wonderful neighborhood or something like that. I have no idea. Yeah. Friendly neighborhood? No, that doesn't. Friendly, sound right. I don't know. friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ebenezer. Yeah, fucking nightmare. <laughs> it looks. Uh, Teardown's coming to consoles and then is getting a PC big update. You guys are Teardown fans? I uh, I want to be. I've seen a few videos of this on YouTube. It's one of those games that like, uh, one of these days I'm going to break down and pick up because I will mm-hmm. absolutely enjoy. This is like, the. Uh, have any of you heard of BeamNG? No. Oh. Dot Drive? Is it's, it the... Uh, 
yeah, it's the yeah. physics-based driving game. I have. Well, it's not only physics-based; it's like every single piece of the car is individually yeah. modeled. Like, like wow. this, this yeah. like building that. Like the idea of getting to yeah. slowly destroy something. Mm-hmm. Very appealing. <laughs> yeah. I see the and TikToks it- where they're like. This is if you'd made this jump on the moon. This is if you did it on Jupiter. This is yep, if you did yep. it on the sun and it just pancakes the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's BMNG. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, this has like a creative mode coming to it was the big highlight of the trailer too. It's like uh, you're kind of like sculpting almost with their creator tool. It looks fairly unique as far as how you make things in this world. Like unlike Minecraft where you're building, this is more of like a, I don't know. I don't think you're three printing something. Yeah, it looks yeah. like dream sculpting, but hopefully something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I I want to say it already had a creative mode where you could use like templates to build maps. Um, but this is definitely something completely different. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, next thing I have on my list is Road to Vostok. Road to Vostok. Any yes. Tarkovers in this. chat? Uh-oh. But single player. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Single player survival game. Uh that's that's really what's appealing to me is the idea Same. of a single player survival. Like there's so many multiplayer survivals. This is having that isolation is really going to add to the uh heightened sense of anxiety as I right. try to yeah. cross the Russian border into Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> in this game. There's uh there's a demo on Steam now. Have you played uh, it? Which I know I d- I haven't. I need to uh, uh I need to click download once we're done recording so I don't mess with my yeah. uh, camera going blurry. <laughs> I have yeah. not played it either, but I want to. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be making some time for the demo because this does look like such a good time. I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited to give it a shot. Are you a Tarkov person? I'm not. I got into DMZ a little bit uh, okay. for, for a few months there. Mm. Uh, for a hot minute, but uh, not not huge on Tarkov. Yeah. I I'm really more into the co uh, cooperative side of video games. Yeah. I I haven't been hard into competitive since I broke uh two and a half years of Siege. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. I get it. I I get that. I I've played maybe thirty hours of Tarkov, and it is just the competitive part that really messes me up because I'm so bad. So having Tarkov like systems in a single player game really excites me. Yeah. Looks like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking about two? systems. Oh, shit. We got any frost punkers here? Captain I Stubbs? I feel like I would. That mild. <laughs> oh, no one. I, I want to play Frostpunk. I bought it like at release because it just seems like a cool concept, but I never played it. It is my favorite city builder. It is a city builder resource management sim uh that has really good in-depth lore there's all sorts of expansions now that you have everything's built on like a a radial like on a a circle so it's not like your grid based like normal city builders it's a radius and each building has a certain like wedge shape to it um it is simple enough to pick up very quickly uh like ono 1800 for example i spent a couple hours learning all the systems to it more than a couple hours. Frostpunk, you could probably pick it up in about an hour and a half. Um, it's like one of those things where your first run, you will likely lose, but there on out, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. There are certain resources that you have to manage. Uh, you have to please your people. Uh, if you've ever played this war of mine, it's the same developer. 
uh, 11-bit studio. It has a lot of uh, moral choices that you have to, to make between your inhabitants to please them and not piss them off. Uh, in the original Frostpunk, you had to balance faith and... Um, uh, oh, God. There, were, there was... Um, I cannot even remember. There's pretty much two status effects. One of them was bad. If it if it went all the way full, you would lose. Or if there was a good one that was like hope, that if it decreased all the way, it would lose. So pretty much every action you make increases or decreases your faith or hope uh, for an ultimate effect. But then you can pass laws in the community that can uh, change those bars and how they react. It It, it is my favorite city builder ever. Um, and I've been waiting for Frostpunk 2 for so long. I'm not sure. They didn't show any gameplay, which kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they said 2024, so I'm there. You guys just need to check it out. I cannot, I cannot uh, recommend it enough. Yeah, the thing I like about Frostpunk, in theory at least, is that it is making the best of a bad situation. Like, everything's yes. not going to be going well for you ever, which yep. is a, also very much a thing in Darkest Dungeon, which is one of my favorite series. Yes, you, you worded that far better than I ever could. Yeah, it is, it is a, a game where you have to... Uh, go with all the bad shit that's going on. Uh, just gotta roll. Uh, with it. Colin, you should check out a game called Home Seek and DM me later. Home Seek? Yeah. Okay, will do. Good stuff. Let's move on to Sulfur. Sulfur. Sure. Yes. Uh, hang on one sec. Let me get the Steam page. I remember seeing. Oh, this is the Boomer Shooter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Boomer Shooter with Uh, the RE4 inventory. This just looks like it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, it does look Uh, really cool. Um, not a wild aesthetic for indie games these days, but it looks good. Yeah, looking at the footage right now, it definitely looks like uh something that'll be a big hit with a crowd of people that are always fiending for that inventory system. Basically, yeah. What was the puzzle game that uses that inventory system? Uh, Dredge uses Dredge. Oh, I was about to ask, have you played Dredge? Dredge (laughs) Uh, is so good. Yeah, it's 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 top ten for me for the year. Um, it's uh, yeah, and it's it's nice that it's not like a restrictive inventory. It looks like you have a decent amount of size. They're not going Mm -hmm. for the survival horror inventory management re four, but they're going for that making inventory Mm -hmm. a puzzle game, uh, which is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Critter Cove. <laughs> All right, this is like my highlight. I don't know. It does. It's not reinventing the wheel here or anything. Maybe I'm not even that hot on Critter Cove. It was just like for me the shiniest turd at the PC gaming show. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm this kidding. was one your was one little the, nugget throughout the show. Yeah, it just looked like a fairly higher budget than expected um, city builder. Essentially, like it's uh, it's definitely cutesy. It's got a little bit of like an Animal Crossing vibe to it. It's a lot of like getting a town and upgrading it and inviting all the right people to run your shops to work there um you're sailing around you've got all sorts of cool people that are around and like i think i believe critters to collect from your cove as far as i know that's the premise but who could tell (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah critter cove was kind of my highlight there that i wanted to show off just a little bit of um after that exo rally championship what are you guys on this thing Oh, uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember this. Uh, so, high octane snowrunner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. So I'm I'm pretty sure. So it says it's from the creators of XO1. And XO1 is, I believe it's free, actually. It's like a very interesting 
glorified tech demo. It's a kind of like avant-garde type Marvel, situation. Marvel game? Is that what that is, right? Yeah, pretty much, where it's basically like a momentum-based traversal game where you have like a world that looks not unlike Exo Rally, where you are kind of controlling your marble and controlling gravity at the same time, so you'll kind of tilt in a direction and start going, and then you'll hold down the space bar to make gravity come down and make your marble roll faster down that, then once it hits like a point where you'd like to go up, you let go of the space bar so that gravity lifts, and as it goes up the ramp, it fucking shoots out, and you are just constantly trying to like hit those things to make the momentum hit exactly the right way and it ends up being really fucking fun and i think exo rally this is a jet the far shore like i don't know jet the far shore i know jet the far (laughs) shore yeah that 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 tracks yeah i didn't beat that game but i played a good few hours of it i should get around to beating that Um, exo one is six bucks on steam by the way i wonder why i have it i might have grabbed it in like a humble bundle or something like that maybe it was on game pass when it launched oh no shit maybe that's where i played it but uh, yeah, check out a video of X01 and then check out X01 Rally. We're into it. Um, dwarf? Dorf. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Go on. What, tell me I, about Dorf. Uh, it just looks like a fun RTS, but they named it Dorf. So how can I not talk about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually winner for best named game all, <laughs> all weekend in my mind. because, And I actually, I don't like it but it's never going to uh, fall out of my head. <laughs> Dorf will live in my mind rent-free for the rest yeah. of eternity. Uh, it just, it, it it just looks look like, very a, like Warcraft 2, Starcraft 1 era. Yeah, it's retro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, classic f- for sure. It just, yeah. It's probably going to be a fun time. It's just the name sticks out as such. Yeah, it's oh, fucking God. wild. Dorf. Uh, good key <laughs> art for Dorf too. Um, yeah. Last thing that I have for PC Game Show is you can't have a PC Game Show and not show Baldur's Gate four years running. That's just the rules. Baldur's Gate 3. I I am very hyped. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything like... There was really nothing new revealed, I don't think, right? New villain. Yeah, some voice actors. Minor stuff. Um, We're we're really close to the release for this thing. Yeah, August, right? If you know, you know. Yeah, August something. Um, oh yeah! If you're in for it, you're in for it. You're in for all 150 yeah. hours, whatever this is going to be. Um, I don't know that I'm that in for it, honestly. I'm, this is probably another going to be another one of those games where, like, I get 40 hours in, I'll be like, I've had my fill. It's a yeah. good time. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is this fair. is like uh, right there for with like Dragon's Dogma for me. I'll probably pick one of them. I know they're different, but um, I'm just running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many games. There's not yes, enough time. Yeah. Um, it's the Ubisoft event. Let's do it. I'm so excited. I fucking loved the Ubisoft event, man. <laughs> I don't it was know. First. Yeah, it was the thing about the Ubisoft event was that it felt the most like it could have happened five years ago during E3. Like it felt like an E3 2018 presser, you know, like live crowd, people cheering the right cadence to me, even though everything didn't hit, it never always hits. What they did right was it was a lot of like those different stages of what to show. Like here's a trailer. Here is a person talking about developing the game. Here is a gameplay demo of that game and somebody talking about what's happening during it. It was just like, I feel like the right amount of time spent on the right stuff during the ubisoft press conference and they started off to me pretty fucking strong with avatar frontiers of pandora which i don't know where you guys are right avatar far cry 
Yeah. 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 Right out of our Far Cry Primal, almost like somewhere between Far Cry Primal and regular Far Cry, because there is guns too. Yeah. Do you think it's weird that the same way that they have sex is the same way they connect to the animals? It is weird. Yeah. You think people it's, are like, is that how? No, oh, I just got back oh. from riding the dragon. Wash your hair. Well, I. And then. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. They they're wearing we pants know? for a reason, right? So. I don't know. What's yeah, I mean, but I mean, there's a scene in the first movie where they like hook their things together, and it's like really yeah, maybe they're just uh, maybe that's just kissing. Oh, maybe you yeah. just kiss yeah, your. Yeah, hand. No, right. there's like, like an implied thrust. There's like... an implied thrust. Like it feels really good when you put your hair in the hair. <laughs> well, it's also like a neural link because in the in the sequel, oh, she starts yeah. having seizures whenever she hooks her brain up to that thing. So brain? Are we sure it's a brain? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, have you ever hooked your brain into another person's brain? Maybe it feels really good. Maybe yeah, it feels true, true. Just pure ecstasy. Um, yeah, I guess you could have. Wouldn't this be the funniest segment if, all, instead well. of talking about the game, we just spent like six minutes talking about the fundamentals of sex in the Avatar universe, <laughs> yeah, let's, and then let's break down the anatomy to fucking of the skull and bones? <laughs> hey, do you think uh, you think the little fins from the the Navi in the sequel are like soft or like hard? You think they're like bony or you think they're like cartilage fins you know what i'm talking about yeah, i bet like, water like cartilage but like the, the lights, part of your ear the like top part of eat. your ear you know not bottom part uh, of your ear yeah okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they gotta hold up to water so that you can glide around and get some momentum yeah. going if they just you know what do i know though but yeah, I bet that hair feels this great. Good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this right. game looks good. This is up my alley. I love Far Cry. I love the I love the crappy open world, hitting a tower, clearing an outpost, uh, yeah. just marking things off a checklist. And I'm sure that will be this will be plenty of that. And I'm excited. Yeah. For sure. I think I think that there's no world where this reviews with like a Metacritic higher than like 83. And that's fine. You know, like there's also probably yeah. no world where it reviews lower than a five either. Like it's going to come out and it's going to be a slightly above average game if you like that kind of thing. You know, yeah, this could and be the I'm, best Avatar game ever made. I just bought the 360 Avatar like, game so I can stream it. Because that game sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be funny as fuck to stream. Yeah, <laughs> they're also making a mobile game. I think Ubisoft as well. That's uh, right. Yeah, shooter. they are. I think it might be like a yeah, all not online shooter for Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but there was like, I mean, obviously. Oh, look at them fucking this tree. Holy oh. shit! We gotta get out of here. This shit's getting hot as hell. This is getting hot That's as hell. That's how you get to your skill points is by yeah, sticking yeah, your yeah. wiener in a tree. It's not a wiener. It's hair stuff. That's how I got all my um, skill points. So true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Um, yeah, I think it looks good. There was some like rough shit in this trailer. Like, I, but I would rather them show like a rough looking gameplay trailer than not like a CGI trailer. You know what I mean? Like, show us really where your game is at. Yeah. Like, there were yeah, a couple yeah. scenes where like there was something in the distance moving at like ten frames per second, or like some choppiness and some fucking environments and stuff, which is fine for a game that's like all things considered, probably nine months out minimum. So well, I was into it. it comes out December seventh. Yeah, December. Oh yeah, you're 7th. right. Fuck. Yeah. They right, they didn't show anything mm. that was just cinematic, did they? They showed gameplay with every game at their showcase. Unless I missed something. I think they did. Yeah, yeah they did. They 100% did. Good call. Oh, I gotta give it to them for that. Yeah, the next game that they showed gameplay of was Prince of Persia. So, nothing... We, we talked about Prince of Persia already a decent amount, but... um 
Impact Dreamer, I think you were mentioning some of like the powers that they showed. Yeah, this. they showed like the just like being able to basically imprint yourself on the world and then rewind to that imprint that you made, which seems very cool for some puzzles and traversal stuff. Yeah, and it looked like there was some environmental puzzle solving as well. Like there was some stuff going on in like the backgrounds, which is I feel like not the norm for Metroidvanias. Like typically it's more of just like you traverse by unlocking moves that do like certain things. This looked like there was actually like an in-universe puzzle to solve with some sort of background elements. Who knows? It's probably too early to tell to, to get it from that small amount of stuff. But I think a really good look at this game, which is shaping up to be a banger. Um, yeah. Anything else on yeah. Prince of Persia for you guys? I just really like key art. I'll keep this brief because I don't know if anyone else gives a fuck about Jet Set Radio, but... Goddamn, I love Jet Set Radio, and you can get beat in one of the other characters for Roller Champions, and I know that Roller Champions isn't good, and it's not fun, but goddamn, I do want to fucking hop in there and play it with that Jet Set Radio future, or Jet Grind Radio, or Jet Set Radio stuff so badly. Cool that they're doing that. They're also bringing Master Chief to Brawlhalla. What a, what a time to be alive. Um, through Motorfest, any racing game gamers? I, it looks I, good. I could be getting this. I don't know. Yeah, the crew two is a little off putting to me. I like the first crew more than the second crew. It depends on sure. how much they lean into the uh, live service aspect. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. that was what killed it. Killed two for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Is this the Forza horizon open world racer or just absolutely. like racetracks? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the Forza it's, horizon uh, to the cruise one and two's Forza motorsport, which are also honestly more Forza horizon than Forza motorsport in their own right. But nonetheless, this one is like, there's a festival in the background of the key art, but they're doing some really interesting stuff. I think with like the visual aesthetic and some of the theming, um, it had a really good showing. Like it went from like, I don't know about this to like, I think I'll play in the crew when it launches. Yeah. And it's set on the Island of, Honolulu or it's an it's Oahu, a island yeah. in, Oahu, in Hawaii, in Hawaii. Yeah. um and uh so it's just that entire island that you can explore yep looks good looks good looks, looks like good. a more curated and focused experience than the other two crew games mm-hmm. instead play. of doing the entire United States and it's also worth noting like I don't play I don't pay for EA or fucking Ubisoft games anymore. When a full price game comes out, I spend $15 for that month of Ubisoft Plus or EA Play Pro and then download it and then cancel my subscription. You never have to pay full price for one of their games again. As long as you just want to play it, beat it, and then move away, you can just go ahead and cancel that sub after a little while. It's a word to the wise. That's how I play Jedi Survivor, $15. That's how I play Need for Speed Unbound, $15. Just little shots. Instead, I'd be out 120 for games I'm never fucking playing again. 140 140 it's 2023 what am i saying wild times <laughs> yeah assassin's creed mirage had another great showing cannot wait yeah definitely going to be playing this very excited they're really leaning into like this is not like the other assassin's Good. creeds we've put out recently it's like yeah yeah i mean this I, is nostalgia yeah very nostalgic. Um, I loved Origins uh, and liked Odyssey mm -hmm. a lot. But yeah, Valhalla was just like, I don't mm -hmm. know, it got, it got too big. Bridge and too did far. Not have the yeah. creativity. Yeah. Yep. So I'm ready to go back. I often say about the Assassin's Creed games that I Origins was the right size for me. 
and then yeah. Odyssey I played some time in and I didn't finish and then Valhalla I started to see the same thing that Odyssey had and I was like out after like eight hours and I basically in my head like when an Assassin's Creed comes out I allow you 32 hours of my time please make me enjoy that time that I am about to give you like that's that's pretty much where I want to check out and that's what Origins did for me and they haven't done that since and this feels like a game that I can get in and get out of and enjoy my time with before it starts to overstay its welcome and that's what I'm yeah one of the things that i'm most amped about yeah i have i also i agree origins i loved uh you or odyssey i thought was okay and then valhalla was a drag um but i've spent over 100 hours each in those games getting the platinum trophy and uh i'm just excited to see a return to form for assassin's creed and uh, they added the uh like blue gray filter if you want to play it like you did assassin's creed one with the kind of washed out color palette interesting how many parts was your assassin's creed valhalla youtube playthrough oh give me a moment i'll i'll get back (laughs) that was the biggest mistake i've ever made i i i made a vow to myself i would never make another youtube playthrough that was over like 15 hours long um so let's see a true nightmare it Um, was miserable Let's dig into a Star Wars Outlaws, which I am so impressed with. 74 videos. Oh, my 74, God. and they're each at least 30 minutes. So uh, the first one was an hour and a half. Jeez. Yeah. So this game came out and had a very nice looking CG trailer when it came out uh, at the Xbox show, and they said tune in for gameplay uh at the ubisoft show and i am so impressed for a game that was revealed this weekend and then shown off gameplay of this weekend how much they had to show of this game really fucking impressive yeah. showing man yeah it's a game without lightsabers where do you guys all land on this thing hell yeah yeah i don't That's see cool. why not so sick ubisoft knows how to make a third person shooter so like sure. i'm down yes they do yeah. Uh, and we've yeah. all been saying we want stories, you know, just from the universe of Star Wars. This looks like just a Star Wars ass story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way that I was kind of pitching it as I was like watching the gameplay unfold was kind of felt like uncharted gameplay, third person in a Ubisoft world. Like you're kind of cover based shooting, stealthing around whenever possible, but more getting into like ridiculous firefights and being able to shoot your way out of situations for sure but what really struck me was the gameplay variety to hop onto the speeder and then run around that open world Mm -hmm. which obviously it makes sense we're gonna have some traversal options because we're definitely gonna be climbing some fucking towers and unlocking some waypoints for fast travel but when they hopped into the fucking ship and took off into the atmosphere i was over the moon like really cool shit and i get it it's not it's not you know the most amazing thing in the world that we've never seen in a video game before i mean no man's sky exists you know um starfield is coming out and is going to do that in a more impressive manner but that transition to actual gameplay and then not having an overwhelmingly expansive area to explore in the universe it's probably just going to be like a handful of planets and then the space area around those planets where you're just jumping from light speed to get from one to another with some explorable terrain in the air i think is the right amount to give us but added a lot for me for the immersion and for the gameplay variety i have a, a question of like this trailer that we're watching is 
like a two by one aspect ratio, like an ultra wide. I don't know if it's it is, this is yeah. how it's going to be in like normal I don't know gameplay. Why they chose to do that? Or, yeah, it's very odd. Um, but I mean, it's it's cool. So I think the game looks amazing. So I, I'm in 100. There's no release date, right? 2024. No. They say they didn't say 2024. I assume 2024, but I think they said okay. 2024, but I, they didn't pin down a time. Probably. Probably 2025 March. My my money's on March 2025. <laughs> likely, likely. Yeah. Um. Okay. The little uh the little alien freak that's with you, better or worse than BD one? Worse. Not the other BD one. Yeah. Worse. I agree. I think I agree. But but I haven't given him a chance yet. I haven't given him nothing a wrong yet. with him. Just yeah. BD one's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough call. Can, it's a tough call. You need to see more. I like smash. her sidekick. Okay. The no, the, no. Star Wars hates sex. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the the assault or what? Oh God, what's it called? The the droid that's whatever. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Kind of gives the the droid Commando wearing droid. a cloak. The droid wearing yeah. a cloak gives me some like uh, General Grievous vibes. You know, like okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling it though. Star Wars Outlaws, great key art, great fucking key art, and yep. the best Star Wars UI that I've ever seen. Tough to relay exactly what makes it so good, but obviously, like, transitions and wipes are a given, but it's, like, every single piece of the UI, when it says, like, mission complete, looks like a, like, Star Wars font. Like, it looks like the same way you would see Empire Strikes Back written out on its cover. Mm. That kind of thing. Really nice little, like, details for a game that's still pretty early in its development, which is pretty rad. Uh, And that wrapped up the Ubisoft show and just left a pretty big bummer of a Capcom show. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I mean, at least Capcom's making good games. They can make terrible shows sure. if they make good games. I'll That's allow. Agree. Agree. <laughs> yeah, the biggest. Um, I mean, the biggest, coolest thing there, and the first thing. Well, no, it's not the first thing we're going to talk about. But Pragmata was the biggest, coolest thing there. Pragmata but it was just like cool it's not coming reveal. out this year. That was. But yeah, talk about like starting off on a fucking bummer. They're like, let's take another look at the trailer that was premiered for. Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess and they literally just ran back the exact same trailer from the Xbox showcase which still looks good go figure yeah I I just I don't get Capcom strategy because they do this every year where they like they give their trailers to other companies to show at their showcases and they show the same trailer it's like if they had not given that to Microsoft I would have been like whoa this is a cool new IP they just announced it looks awesome yep Um, but we did get the Pragmata they almost they did a little bit fuck it where I think it would have been cool like they said now let's take a look at Pragmata and like my reaction was like holy fuck fucking Pragmata is yeah, back yeah. it's not vaporware when you could have just yeah. rolled the fucking trailer and said like check this out and they then did, after they did a the couple PC seconds gamer, they did the PC game showcase thing where they tell you what they they're about did. to show you don't yeah. have to blow yeah. your load right before it you know just I agree let it roll um but nonetheless kind of a cool trailer it was short short and sweet but um also, I like how they nice, apologized. Like, sentiment. Yeah. yeah, they did. They That's fucking it. apologized. But I liked that. Yeah, I like, did too. I did too. They went silent for so long. The last time we saw this game was at the PlayStation 5 reveal, right? Yeah. And then I since so. then, not a fucking word. And in the slight glimpses of gameplay, it looked like an action third person combat game with like shooting mm-hmm. and melee mechanics, uh, where you and the girl who was on your back both combat like uh, or fight as like one single unit but yeah the same thing like the handwritten note here where it's like 2022 no 2023 question mark yeah. like 
Very good what? stuff. Um, what is the girl's name? Let's take bets. No, who knows? Guesses for the girl's name. Pragmata. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's a fucking good guess, yeah. dude. We're giving that like Vegas yeah. odds. It's like 40% is Pragmata, yeah. and then everything else is. Well, like, maybe her name is Prag. Or, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with like her name is like. It's like dot, but it's like D dot O dot T, and it's like an abbreviation for something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a pronounceable name, but it stands for something else. My guess is Luna, because they had the moon in the first trailer. Oh, Luna's so like, really Luna, good, dude. Luna, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the through line was, at the end, they didn't even have voiceover for it. They just put out this, like, still image that let you read it. To all our expectant fans, it is with a heavy heart that we must further postpone the release of Pragmata. Our team is currently hard at work, making the best game that we possibly can, but we need more time. We will continue to do our best to ensure that the final product is one that is worthy of your patience. Thank you for your con- continued support, the Pragmata development team. It's a sweet sentiment. How... Look forward uh, my to question is, is, like, they did... They delayed it the right way, but like, why am I okay? Like, why is the general public accept so accepting of this delay and like this messaging? But is it because they came with a trailer instead of just a Twitter post? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, this, it's because they it's because they shut the fuck up for three years. Yeah, I guess so. People lost hope completely. So the fact that it's here and they're apologizing it for the delay. Hope back. Yeah, yeah. It's all okay. about how you present it. If you're trickling out bullshit and making weird fucking PR tweets all the time, then it's like yeah. a whole fucking thing, you know? Yeah, that's fair. What can that's you do? Fair. I was just trying to figure I couldn't figure out in my brain why we were so accepting of this. Um, yeah. But then whenever, you know, Cyberpunk comes out with another delay or whatever, we're always like, Mah! we yeah, hate you. Yeah. You know? For sure. Pragmata. All right. Then they showed Game of the Show, Exoprimal. All right. We won't talk about Exoprimal that much. I'm the only person I think that's into it, right? In the world. Uh, seems interesting. I'll play it for a weekend. It's on coming to Game, Game Pass. Pass baby. Yeah. Game Pass, baby. Game Pass, baby. Game Pass, I'll play it a little bit. Beta 2 this Friday on the 16th, which I think is pretty cool, too. I'm going to hop into that as well. I had a good time in that beta. More A better time than I thought I would have. Like, Exoprimal, I think there's a place in the world for it. We'll see how it all pans out for him, but... I don't know. God damn, at the end of every trailer for Exoprimal, when they show off all the stuff, there's like a flash, like a poof, poof, and it's showing like battle pass, fucking pre-order bonus, deluxe edition contents. It's just like skin after skin after spray after fucking emote, like, oy, oy, oy. they are games as a servicing this fucking thing. Um, you liked that. I thought you liked that. I liked it a lot, but I get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> The last thing they showed was Dragon's Dogma. Where are you guys at on that? I'm in. Looks awesome. Yeah. I love Dragon's Dogma 1. I never played Dragon's Dogma 1, and I feel bad for missing out. Um, not too late. So I'm, I'm in on the second one. I mean, I bought it earlier. Will I ever play it? Probably not. It's like six bucks yeah. on PlayStation right now. Still holds yeah. up, but it is, you know, it's a time investment. We're, all, we're always talking about how little time we have for How little time. Games, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Here I am trying to juggle Destiny and Diablo 4 and it's impossible. Don't and remind me. Yeah. You're, every once in a while, maybe a little Fortnite. I don't know. Fortnite every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right. What Let a good guys... season. Yeah. Of what? Fortnite? For games. For games. Oh. It's a good season. <laughs> good summer right, got of, it. Gaming. Good, good summer of gaming. I agree. Happy summer I agree. Of gaming. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think is your favorite 
show. I asked you what your favorite game was. What was your favorite individual show? I, again, I'll, I'll allow like an A, B here too. I think overall for me, the freak games that were announced at Summer Game Fest did it for me. Microsoft is close too, but Ubisoft, the way that they did their presentation, I have a soft spot for. I like that old school mentality. Did you like the guy that came out and talked about his new TV show, The no. Blood Dragon? No, I didn't like the throat singing from the Sea of Thieves or fucking Skull uh, and Bones. See, I, I did like that stuff because it did remind me of old Ubisoft oh, conversations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, did they, have a, did they right. have a panda dancing around for Just Dance? Or no, no, no furry this time. There was Just what? Dance at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, okay, Just Dance at okay. the very beginning, but those kids that liked the furries grew up and got new kinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all into, like, hair sex now. Yeah, of course. It's trending, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's trending across the they're universe. Tying their ponytails together. <laughs> um, Any other picks for best show? I got to call out PC Gaming Show just because it's become a tradition with a group of friends of mine <laughs> that we uh, get together and drink heavily throughout <laughs> the two-hour. And, and remind project. the people at home where they can hear that if they want to watch at, it back. Uh, that one's not on mine. That's at, uh, oh, God, who is that with? Is that on the is that on dialogue be, boxes youtube it was yeah. <laughs> yeah nice nice um yeah. awesome listen we said we didn't want to have a three-hour podcast and here we Boy, are two hold hours. on man i haven't given my favorite um, show yet cares. okay no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i have this guy's gonna say fucking playstation bro playstation was my favorite show oh my god because <laughs> abysmal take because of yeah. spider-man okay mm-hmm. yeah, that was soft- my favorite show yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I have a soft spot for Spider-Man. That my favorite show was the Succession finale. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. are, are you guys not taking me seriously? <laughs> I, I just want to be treated like an adult. All right, we're going around the horn for plugs. I am Jake Twitching everywhere, or you can just go to AmazingStreamer.com to find whatever you'd like for my content, including Game List, which you can find on podcast apps by searching Game List or where Game List show everywhere that you look. And then through AmazingStreamer.com to Game List, you can then find me uh, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Colleen underscore pretty much everywhere. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Dreamer Tactical everywhere. I'm Captain Stubbs one everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or tactical dreamer. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually only dreamer tactical on Twitter. That was a fucking lie. Tactical <laughs> dreamer everywhere else. <laughs> we'll take it. Now they'll find you for sure. Um, and on three, we're all going to say our famous catchphrase here. It's very easy. It's thanks for listening. I'm just kidding. You guys don't have to say that. Really fun <laughs> show. And uh, listen, we we don't branch out enough here on the show. Colin and I do a two-man show all the time. We've had one guest historically in the almost two years we've been doing this podcast. So I appreciate you two, um, yeah. you know, reaching out, breaking bread, and uh, coming onto the show with us. Really, really made a difference. Super fun to uh, chop it up and go over, like, you know, the biggest week of the year with you guys. Great to have some extra voices, and uh, I got some games written down here that I wasn't interested in before that I now am because of what you guys said, so really don't yeah, shit. Thanks for having us, man. It's uh, it's It's been really great getting to uh, cross-pollinate some of this content. Yeah, for sure. We should put all our, our hair together. We should put our three. hair together. <laughs> <laughs> we should put our ponytails together. <laughs>